my god, are you drinking a bottle of fucking soy sauce? That looks horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it just stops hello and welcome to the super duper special weshel live 100th misanthropod episode i am snipe and as always i am joined by Wib. say hello hello and i am also joined by drummer matt say hello hello how are you lovely gentlemen this fine evening doing okay doing okay um I did come to the realisation earlier that if someone has listened to every podcast, they have spent roughly a week listening to us, which is mildly terrifying. But apart from that, I'm I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm sat in a new recording studio, which is completely professional. Um, (laughs) Not at all made entirely out of boxes. And in fact, actually, my microphone is on my um, Warhammer case. With my towering, which is quite appropriate, I guess. Well, I mean, for towel, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do with them? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing tonight? I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm just listening to, like, Wib talk about how people have listened to it, like, us for a week, and I'm like, I go to the shops and talk to people for free. They don't deserve that. <laughs> I mean, they really don't, those poor people. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't deserve having to deal with you, no, that's true. <laughs> yes. But yes, I'm okay. Yeah, um, so yeah, this is the 100th Misanthropod. If you are listening to this in the future on either YouTube or um, via whatever means you listen to the audio version of this, uh, we're doing this live with a video feed, so uh, we apologise if at any point we point to something in the room, like I'm doing right now, and um, we make any reference to it. Um, Sorry. Uh, But yeah. And um, as as that's happening, I I appreciate that you just decided to just click a bunch of (laughs) buttons for no reason. (laughs) Because the pre-show image was still up. Was it? Yes. Oh, well, I fucked up then. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. He's so unprofessional. (laughs) Scratch it. Start again. Start again. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we're all okay. We're all okay. Yes, we are doing well. And we hope that you listening and everyone in the chat is also doing well. Now, I'm going to ask Wibble, Wibble it, just a little bit, what have you been up to? Dearest Wiblet. I have been up to a few things. Wibbly Woblet, drink from my goblet. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been waiting to say that? It literally just popped into my brain and I was like, uh, and you know how you only realise you're saying something halfway through? Yeah. Yeah. I literally... or, or for you, a few seconds after you've said it. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say the thing say... and move on from that. Yeah. This is my goblet that I am holding right now. It is full of orange juice. It's nothing dirty. Don't be weird. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I have been playing uh, not one, not two, not three, but four video games. I was going to say, not one, not two, not any. Not any. Uh, I have <laughs> I have been playing video games, uh, which is a rarity for me, because uh, normally I just waste my time watching Star Trek. Um, 
two of them are even Warhammer related. So um, I'll space those out just to, you know, make sure that I don't lose people's interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm already starting to tune it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, first off, I played a game called Behold the Kickmen. Pardon? You'll love it, Drama Matt. It's about sport. Behold the Kickmen. Okay. Uh, basically, it is a football video game that is made by someone that neither cares for nor understands football. <laughs> That sounds glorious. <laughs> I really want to see you play it, because I know you'll probably either burst a blood vessel or just <laughs> slip into a coma. <laughs> now, it even ha- now, it even has a mode where you click it that basically turns the football off, so it turns it into like a <laughs> futuristic... Like it turns it into a futuristic blood sport. <laughs> you mean rugby? <laughs> but no. they're wearing like chrome-like underpants. I mean, I, I, I want to say no, but also kind of yeah. That sounds really good, actually. <laughs> I like that. Um, so the basic conceit of the game is that you're playing through just your standard kind of football game, you're playing through a league. Um, except it's all just nonsense. Like, so what's the, the gameplay? Are you actually controlling the players? Or yeah, are you managing it, it or...? It, it does work like a kind of regular football game. It works, okay. it works like the kind of... Um, the closest game I can think of it to is um, the Mega Man football game, but that's because I have so few references of football games that that's where I go to. <laughs> and I only ever play... I don't know if that ever came out in the West because I've only ever played the Japanese version, so it was called Rockman Soccer. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good pun, actually. Um. But yeah, so it, it's a top down, top down. You go, you know, uh, one side of the pitch is at the top, and one side's at the bottom. Uh, okay. So it works yeah, like rather than yeah. the side to side thing you get on most yeah. modern ones. Um, like the old sensible soccer. I'll believe yeah. you on that. Actually, yeah, shit, because that's that's the, the super old one. Is isn't that it? part yeah. of mm. the games, is, or are you, are you just adding that prefix because you thought it was very sensible? Um, part, partially that, but also partially a game because if it wasn't the game title, I would not be calling it soccer. So yeah. <laughs> it is True. legit just called True. Sensible Soccer. It didn't. Does, I don't think the series exists anymore, but it did run no, for a weirdly long amount of time. I have a t-shirt for the um, new version, and that t-shirt's from 2006. Oh, so. okay. That's only cool. a few... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah, um, so it, it works like that, and you have to unlock the abilities to pass... <laughs> and tackle and, and you things kick. like that. Do you, cook, do you get that for free? Kick is the one thing you get for free. Because okay, okay, free good. kicks are a thing. Um, and it, <laughs> it, it, I think the the way to view the humour of the game is that when you score a goal, it says it's. I can't remember the exact wording, but it basically says, "Congratulations, you've done a goal." <laughs> and that nice. kind of tells you everything about it. It has like a storyline where you're where you can like name your character and and stuff. Uh, and, and, like, pick the colour of your team. So I went for purple, obviously. Of course. Um, but um, what happen, uh, What happens is uh, it kind of runs through in a sort of visual novel style thing of you having, ar- your, your character having arguments with, uh, like, your rival and talking to your coach. And then you occasionally have to select things like when you get insulted, you can either burst into tears or burst into tears, but in a manly way. Um, it's got a, a weird, a weird vibe to it. Um, yeah, okay. And just the subtle inaccuracies of how everything works. Like there's a whole thing about it talking how offside is the greatest joke of football because 
it's the one it's the, the same joke but they can just keep telling it over and over again how no one understands how it works <laughs> it's hilarious um and that's just that, that's just how they talk about it and i think it i think it even refers to offside as being when the game ends <laughs> <laughs> like it's little things like that all the way through or like you nice. can pick up extra time because it gets like littered around the the pitch which is round by the way <laughs> oh good yeah because you know football's around so that makes sense i get that yeah, yeah. how how old is this game how to be interested it's only a few years old okay i couldn't work out whether from how you're describing it i couldn't work out whether it was like a modern game within a few years old or whether it was made yeah. in like the 90s or something also the part that really messed with me is that when you boot it up that it just suddenly blares dubstep at you. I was like, <laughs> I was not expecting this. Just that's what that's the theme tune it has. It's yeah, it's a whole <laughs> thing. Um, but I, I can recommend giving it a, giving it a shot. It's pretty fun. Um, it because it basically just takes the raw mechanics of a football game and sort of plays with them a little bit to make something interesting and wraps it in this kind of satirical mm. kind of kind of ball. I don't know if it's like I played it for like an hour and to be honest I don't know if I'll ever bother and go back and play more <laughs> of it but for that hour it's quite fun. It, it from what I've heard um the difficulty does spike pretty damn hard on it though which is a bit of a, a pity and I noticed that I did get to a point where um I just suddenly started hitting things that were like three times harder than I previously hit so it's yeah, but it's quite cheap, so you know. When your team comes up against the mighty Derby County, obviously, I, I even <laughs> even as a joke, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dignify the bullshit. Hey, look, you started talking about football on the podcast. I know, it's, I know, it's shocking, not my isn't fault. it? <laughs> um, but the uh, the interesting uh, one of the interesting ways it works is that to train your characters to, or to train your team to get better at certain things, you have to basically. Um, you have to like do more before you score a goal so you like earn points which <laughs> okay, then when right. you score a goal become money so yeah right. so it, it just it, like real football yeah it's it's bizarre um but i can, I can recommend it give it a shot uh, it's quite cheap so um yeah uh the next one is uh one of the warhammer games that i wanted to talk about shadow the horned nice. rat it is not Shadow. Finally, it is not Shadow of the Horned Rat. I'm afraid. Then stop talking. It is a much worse video game. Oh, <laughs> it is. It is not very good. Uh, one of those Warhammer games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, last Warhammer Fest, um, we went into the uh, seminar about video games, and one of, and one of the people that uh, got up uh, talked about a game called Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. Um, which I will say that poor lady. Yeah, no, she did. She she did. She was lovely and she spoke very well. But like the moment, like someone was like, "Oh, does this game have microtransactions?" And she was, you could see her go, "Yeah, they do." But she was straight up was like, "No, nope, there will be microtransactions." And the entire room just went, "Ugh!" <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. like you could tell how horrible she felt. And it's like, mm. and like long time like, I were talking her to her ball. after. Yeah, it's Don't... like. It's 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 wasn't capitalism. She the, wasn't, wasn't she the artist? I think she was. She was like, one, I think she was, she was like uh, one of, someone on the art team. Mm, and the yeah, art so for that game is some... beautiful, really gorgeous art. Um, however, um, that that's one of the bonuses of this being live is that I can't oh, move yeah, when a loud stop. car goes past. Mm. Um, but uh, one of the down uh, one of the things of actually playing the game is that you find out that uh, no matter how lovely that lady was or how good the art is, the actual game is 
fucking terrible. Oh. Um, so I didn't play it in the best environment because it is intended as a mobile game. And just for just for people that aren't aware, um, what the game is is a sort of base building game. Um, you you know plop down thing like resource generators on predefined spots and then level everything up. Um, and everything's on a timer uh, because it's one Everyone of those kind of mobile loves games. Um, now it is also available on the Windows Store, so if you want to play it on your desktop PC, you can. Um, which I did because uh, <laughs> my phone's getting old and I don't trust it to run most games. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy every time, it, like every time I boot up Pokemon Go and it finds some new way to crash. Um, <laughs> when will they build your statue? When will they build my statue? <laughs> But, but yeah, um, you you so you can play it on PC. But I, the problem is, is that these sort of games where you build things and it's it's setting off waiting on timers. Uh, when you're not just pulling open your phone and just you know messing with it for like five minutes, set buying a few things and then turning it off. When it's in your face as a full screen application on the computer, you realize how shallow those games actually are. Like, there's just mm. nothing to them. Um, you can do PvP stuff, but, like, ugh, I couldn't... I, like, I, I didn't get far enough in it to, like, get powerful enough. Because it's the sort of game they want you to play for hours and hours. Well, you know, to yeah, play for yeah, months sure. at a time and spend microtransactions on it. But um, when I was actually playing it, um, it unfortunately had a few things that were, like exercises in trying to make the least user-friendly thing i could like imagine so the first one is that when it starts up um it has one of those tutorials that is so on rails that you physically can't click anything that isn't what they want you to click and that includes the options so okay you can't change the resolution you can't change say hypothetically if it had push notifications built into it, so every time you complete a structure of which you have to do about ten of to be to complete the tutorial, it brings up a Windows notification every time that <laughs> happens, complete with whatever sound your Windows makes. So for us, it was the default Windows notification <laughs> sound, which I don't know about you, but is really immersive. <laughs> yeah, it it made I was like, oh yeah, now I'm really into the the, the you know the old world of Warhammer because um, it's set in like the old world. Um, I don't think mm. it's not set in Age of Sigmar. As far I as think I'm pretty sure it's set in the old world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the other downside, of course, is is that these timers, um, when you can see them on a big screen, you end up at the point where you go, hmm. I can literally see five different timers counting down right now. Right. Don't think this game actually wants me to play it. I think it wants me to open it, press a button, and then leave it for a few days, and then give them some money. I think I think, uh, I think Jim Sterling phrased it best with uh, "free to wait." Yeah. Um, and it's not great. It's it's not great at all. Which is a shame because um, yeah, I mean, some of the artwork was gorgeous, but again, mobile game. It's yeah, we were what were we expecting really? I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just wish it had a bit more to it because there are some cool things like there's re- some really nice like character design. 
uh, for saying like I'm not going to judge it by the standards of like um, a PC game, like a dedicated PC game of the same, no, of roughly the same type. I'm, I'm like looking at graphics and going, "This is for mobile game." Like it looks really good. It's got um, voice acting in it, which is all right. Um, it's it's overall it's like nice presentation, but just not worthwhile playing. Um, mm. I've heard it's a bit more fun on mobile, where you can just drop in and drop out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dare, dare I ask what you pair are laughing at? <laughs> it, it's it's a bit of an in joke with chat. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're 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 definitely listening to you too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, as much as I usually am while we're recording. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I have like, had. I feel like I can't. Oh god. I have had like really like like deep heart to hearts with you where you've been talking to me maintaining eye contact and then take out your phone <laughs> and unlock it and slowly <laughs> look and I'm like. <laughs> okay and then you're like sorry Darby's playing and put it down it's like also I have a bad attention span what were you saying and I'm like I was three when my dad left <laughs> but it is fun um, so the next video game which is a non-Warhammer video game okay everyone okay. just leave <laughs> is uh, Reigns which came out a little bit ago um, it's a Devolver Digital game which means that um it does have beheadings, but not as many as you'd expect. Okay. Just before you go on, is it Reigns as in with a yeah. G or AI or how's, how's Reigns spelled? It's Reigns as in you are a monarch reigning because okay, right. the game is yeah. about you being a monarch no. reigning. It's not, it's not just a British game. No, no, no it's, it's, <laughs> it's about like you've basically pony play. Do you know what pony play is? I mean, I can guess. <laughs> It's where you dress up and pretend you're a pony and yeah. sing musical numbers for some reason. No, that's just that video we saw on Twitter earlier. Oh, is this the? Is it like a side-scrolly pixel thing? No, no. You oh, might okay, be thinking of little... a Kingdom or something. I can't remember. Oh shit! I've yeah. actually forgotten the name of it now. But uh, but anyway, no, it's not that. Um, to to uh, the best way to describe Reigns is that it is a uh, monarchist Tinder. I thought was like, the best way to describe rain is that it's like water from the tap, but it comes from the sky. <laughs> you know, that really big room that you can't see the ceiling of. Uh, but yeah, um, basically what it is, is you play as a monarch and you have cards that come down and you swipe left or swipe right, depended on... Wed or behead. On... Ah! Sometimes, That's pretty good. basically, That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, roll. and it basically you decide what you want to do. So, like, um, the army will come down, like um, a, a representative of the army, rather, will come down and say, oh, um, there is an uprising in the south. Do you want us to quell it or do you want us to shore up our defences? That, that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you just um, swipe left or swipe right, depending on what decision you want to make. It has basically four um different things that you have to try and balance so you have the church you have like the population just the people you have the army and you have the bank so i mean you say balance turn the people up and turn the other three off <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> uh, unfortunately the g- game over if any of them reach zero. Oh, okay right um <laughs> unless I did find one where I did find one uh, result where I accidentally started a um, vast hyper-religious cult that just took care of the finances and I was like, alright, cool, the game's got easier. 
a hyper religious cult that took care of the finances. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, look. How do you stumble into that? (laughs) That's an interesting question. How do you accident? Well, shit. The cult's got hold of the banks, but you know what? On the plus side, the economy's booming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. and as you go along, you uh, gradually encounter more and more events. So um, you'll, like, yeah, start off start off wars, or yeah, you'll you'll end up accidentally sort of letting a cult appear in your your <laughs> kingdom, or you'll um, go and s- fight a dragon who's actually not that bothered about you, or you'll meet <laughs> the literal devil. Uh, there's there's lots of things you can do. Um, and it's really just about seeing how long you can last. And the more events you find, um, many of them can unlock extra characters that will appear in your... And when you unlock those, like, more cards appear in your deck for what can happen. So that it sort of rewards you exploring and taking different options, even when you know what the right the right one is, you know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Um and annoyingly, I'm not very good at it uh, because, like, <laughs> one of the achievements that most people seem to have is to have uh, reigned for 50 years. Um, the only achievement I have is for reigning less than three. Uh, <laughs> I did do that I, I'm on purpose, in fairness. Um, and then I accidentally did it a bit later. <laughs> where I just, so I, how, how long do you normally last for-ish? That's a very personal question, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I I, I usually last between like 15 and like 25 years. The one time, and this is when I I accidentally got the cult of money, um, (laughs) was... The cult of coin. I I, I lasted for 47 years and then got lost in a dungeon and then accidentally fell into a pit of spikes and got instantly killed, like... Uh-huh. This is why you've always got to have a very well-lit dungeon. Yeah, you've got to be careful. You've got to be, you careful. be careful. Those stones get slippery. Um, but it is a very fun little game. Um, I've played like a couple of hours of it, because it's just something you can kind of boot up and just play a couple of rounds of. And, then yeah. it, and whenever you first achieve something, it becomes like the like the name of your king that you have. So it randomly generates them, so you'll have like Henry or William or whatever. And it'll tell you how long they reigned for, and there, it does keep a track of, like, the lineage. Um, so you can see, and it, like, keeps track of the year. Like, one of the achievements is to get to the year 2000, you know. Okay, um, yeah. I'm about 900, so... <laughs> um, um, and if you do certain things, like, say, you... Um, try to give an example here. Like, the first time you reign over 10 years, um, it'll name you, like, Henry the Young or what have you, um, or if you are the uh, a person who does certain things with the um, religion tree, you'll like get something that'll be like, for the sake of argument, I can't remember if this is one, but like... Prelate Henry. William the, uh, the Pious, uh, mm. things like that. Okay. Or um, I think it, I was like, um, like Stephen the Deceitful or something, because I, <laughs> I, I invented modern politics, apparently. <laughs> you invented lying. Evidently so. <laughs> um but yeah it's a cool little game uh it is one i can i i can also recommend it's a lot of fun um sort of just a weird little thing i know it has had sort of more more stuff added to it um over time and i think 
I can't remember if this is like a sequel or a spin-off thing or something, but you know, um, I, know I know there is more to it, and I'll, I'll look into that another time. Uh, the last game I've played, and the second Warhammer game, is Warhammer Combat Cards. Um, okay. Which is... I'm either immensely interested or immensely uninterested. Okay. I feel, I feel like there's no middle ground in this. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you, I'll give you the history. Okay. Um, in 1988, there was a... Top... Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a Top Trumps-style game called Citadel Combat Cards uh, that Games Workshop released, and there was a bunch of... And it was basically just photographs of um, miniatures painted up nicely, and it worked like Top Trumps. There was other okay, games you yeah. could play with it as well, but that was like the base sort of game. Um, over the years, there's been four editions of it. The last one came out in 2017. Um, huh. So they've kept it going. Um, yeah. And the latest version of it, they made a mobile adaptation of. Um, originally, it was called Citadel Combat Cards, but at some point they rebranded it to just be Warhammer Combat Cards. I mean, yeah, that makes um, sense. Although it is, as far as I am aware, exclusively Warhammer 40,000. So it's not got any fantasy stuff in it at all yeah um and i mean guy with gun beats guy with sword most times i guess i mean we're not talking about warhammer forty thousand here um so that's not that's not a given (laughs) sometimes especially if it's in a novel guy with sword has plot armor and if if he's taking his helmet off then you're fucked because he's a main character how big are his pauldrons yeah that's true pretty big I, well, I did also realise after saying that, that there is also people with swords in 40k, so what I said is kind of completely wrong on every level. But I mean, yeah, but I was, trying, I was trying to be polite about it, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um... It's okay, we can edit that bit out. I'm not, I'm not uh, sure we can. No. I'm not sure we can. No, we if we can't, can't edit out where I forgot to remove the pre-show bit, then we're not editing that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so the uh, the game sort of um, works where each turn you pick whether you want to fight. You, well, you lay down you lay down cards. Obviously, you have like a set of three cards you can put down at any one time, and you have to try and take out their their leader card, which eventually you have to put down. Um, depending on how many you've got, if you've only got two cards, then you have to have it down from the off. But you can. And not a quite a lot of circumstances, you'll have like three normal cards at least, and your leader kind of sits back. And you pick whether you want to fight with ranged, melee, or psychic. Um, and, and your opponent can attack back, so it's about trying to find the ways in which you can fight, that you can hit them for harder than they can hit you. Yeah. And various little things can cause buffs and debuffs to happen to to your, your attacks in various things. So like... Um, some things, uh, like when you use them, will always like remove uh, melee ability from their opponent. Things like that, like, um, and it's free. So I, okay. I should mention that uh, Warhammer Chaos and Conquest is also free. So you know, if you want to try it, like you just can. Uh, this is another one that's just free. Just works fine. Like even on my my aging phone, works totally fine. Um, and yeah, it's not like fantastic or anything, but as far as like a, a game where you just slowly unlock more cards and just kind of fight stuff, it's fine to waste a bit of time on. As far as these kind of little like time waster games go, it's not bad. And especially considering that um, some of the mobile um, Warhammer games have been pretty fucking rough. Mm. Um, 
it is it has it has got microtransactions in it um so um, i'm pretty sure my kitchen has fucking <laughs> microtransactions <in it. laughs> So it's it's not too it's not too bad. Like as far as those kind of things go, like it's not too bad. And if you are going to give me microtransactions, then a microtransaction that allows me to buy um Tiberus the Red Wake is, you know, something I'm going to be a little more forgiving of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if he is wildly overpriced. <laughs> but you know. But yeah, um I thought that was so it's all right. It's all right. If you want something just uh, while you wear your time on, that's not a bad little game. Um, but that is the video games that I have been playing. So I will now turn over to the esteemed Drummond Matthew. Oh. Um, the Drumbled Bee. The Drumbled Bee. <laughs> to, uh, to hear what you have been doing with your time. Okay, it sounded like you were trying to sort of extend that out because you were trying to delay for some reason. <laughs> it was partially because I was just looking at chat for a second, but you know, okay, you, right. can, you can lampshade it if you like. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, I've done a few things. Um, firstly, and importantly, Community is back on UK Netflix. So that's taken oh, okay. up quite a lot of my time, my to be honest. My will be very happy. Have you guys watched Community? I have, and I'm like, eh. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. My brother's uh, just like, oh my god, you have to watch... It's like, he bugged me for like six months to watch Dexter because, quote, I was in it. <laughs> Apparently I'm Deb. Whatever the well, fuck. Well, I mean... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you're not supposed to say it. <laughs> but yeah, and I finally watched it and I was like, this is great. And then the finale happened and I was just like, we can't be related anymore. <laughs> So we had to like basically like forcibly estrange from mm. each other, you know, okay, sibling fair. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but community, but, uh, yes, community. Community is a collection a of people. Sitcom set in a community college in the states. Um, a bunch of, I think, seven or eight main characters start a Spanish study group as a sort of conceit, and then they just mm. hang out, and then it kind of escalates. I'm sure a lot of people know, but I think it's one of my favourite shows, in mm. in terms, especially in terms of like sitcom comedy type thing. It's just how dare you blaspheme in Brooklyn Nine Nine's house? Okay, okay yeah, fair. <laughs> it's, it's probably not as good as Brooklyn Nine Nine, but okay. I reckon, I reckon, if it was because okay, it's it's interesting going back and watching it. So the first season was released in 2009, and 2009 is long enough ago now where if you watch some things from them. It's a bit, ooh. Yeah. Whereas, re-watching this now, we've just got to the end of the first series, and it it isn't like that. It holds up well. Like, there's a few things in it that might not be exactly the same as what's made now. Fine. And it's a lot of it, a lot of its humour is based around sort of meta humour and that sort of self-awareness, which a lot of people do now, and a lot of places don't do it that well. So I don't know if it would have gone down as well if it was made now. Yeah. But it's sort of, I'm trying to dance around the phrase it started doing it before everyone was doing it and sound a bit too hipster about it but it kind of was i mean you're wearing dungarees <laughs> you have a beard and you're drinking soy sauce you, you can't help but look like a hipster yeah i mean just own it right <laughs> um let your hipster flag fly <laughs> but yeah the community is very very good and it's holding up really well and that makes me really happy and all six series is are on netflix oh, which cool, is cool. It was more of a public service announcement, more than... <laughs> I might actually but... uh, give it a proper watch, because I think one of the problems, or well, one of the reasons why I never really gave it time was because 
it just wasn't av- like easily available for a long yeah. time. So it's it's one of those that's very easy to be like, oh, I'll just watch the next episode. Oh, I'll, I'll just I'll just watch the next episode. It's, <laughs> it's definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I watched um, the third season of Castlevania. I need to see yes. that because you know, yes. Disharmonia is in it <laughs> again. <laughs> But so yeah, have, no. you, have you both not seen it then? No, not seen it yet. Ah, no, same as like not... the new New Brooklyn Nine Nine on Netflix. I haven't seen either. Mm, okay, because you still haven't seen the last season. No, but I I don't obsessively watch the show like you do. So <laughs> I I just watch bits of it from time to time. I I, I, I mean I mean it's not true. that obsessive if you haven't watched the latest season. I guess so. I mean uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that's defending you, but it might have been insulting you. I'm Maybe. not quite sure. Honestly, with you, I can never tell. And honestly, I deserve I deserve praise and then swift retribution. Of you're you're a you're you're obsessive, but in this really lethargic kind of way. <laughs> I, I'm obsessive in a way where I have depression. <laughs> Well, I'm just like, I can't stop talking about it, but I never actually engage in it. I mean, I didn't want to just lampshade it quite so much. <laughs> Mental health um, is okay. Castlevania, yes, it is. Having mental health issues is fine. It is. Despite what Drummer Matt says. Hey, I... I'm not going to win this, am I? <laughs> no, because Castlevania... you have an inherent need to make sense. That hey, is hey. not a problem I have. <laughs> hey, let me talk or I'll start dropping spoilers. <laughs> Shit, okay. Hey, Castlevania Season 3 is very good. Um, we've, we finished it. Now, um, I was... A bit sceptical when I started, because the end of series two is kind of... I don't know if everyone has watched the first two series, so again, I don't mm. want to... But it sort of comes to quite a natural end at the end of series two. Yeah, it alludes and I was sort to... Of like, it where alludes... are they going to go with this? Yeah, it like alludes to all the things that could happen, but also if the series was to just end yeah. there, it'd be a really natural end point as well. Yeah, so. and like watching the first few episodes... The scale, because again, without going into details of what's happening, but the scale, you know, it escalates a series, it escalates a bit mm. throughout the first season, and then it keeps escalating to the end of the second series. So sort of as a, you know, as TV series naturally do. And then the first two or three or four episodes of the third season, it's kind of just various characters faffing about a bit, and it's really enjoying to watch, but it sort of feels like it's the, sort of the bit that goes between series. But in a way, it sort of cleanses the palette a bit, and it's like, you know what, it, rather than just keeping escalating... It's just watching the characters have fun and be the characters, and it was re- it was a really nice way of doing that it. I think. And then, and then, it, really and then nice. it does go off and has like a plot that goes on, and and it's 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 really good. Honestly, I, but... if it was just Treffy just sitting there, like with with oh, what's her name, Cipher, so- Cipher, yeah, and like I would like the if it was just the OT three hanging out, <laughs> I would I would watch. I would be living for it. I wouldn't mind. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, so it's it's a really. I mean, again, it's only so much you want to say about these things without spoiling it. But mm-hmm. it's a really. It is a. Yeah, I had. I was a bit skeptical, but I really enjoyed it. And it is just. It's nicely animated. And I was reading a bit about all the details they go into behind the scenes that you don't really notice. Oh yeah, like I saw some yeah. of the um, animatics and stuff uh, of it's... like how how detailed, but also showing like how like the the big library thing that you see in season two like how that is chock full of references to mm-hmm. the, the the history of castlevania games the which i should remind the, the dear listeners slash viewers that the castlevania series was hard rebooted at the lords of shadow games because even konami went 
nobody understands the plot of, <laughs> of Castlevania anymore. It makes no sense. No one can follow it. Let's reboot it. They still ain't done that for The Legend of Zelda. I mean, why does Zelda have a girl's name? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you don't want to get into the uh, the whole thing of timelines in Zelda. Oof. No, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, funny you should say that because this is skipping forward in my list of TV series and then moving to games. But that's a good segue. I've been playing Zelda. Oh, finally! Oh. Do you so, have any fucking clue what's going on at all? Well, I mean, just say no. It it does quite a good job of basically saying. It's just the same story that happens over and over again through time. It doesn't really matter what order anything happens. I know it does, but it sort of it sort of just goes. It's just like a folktale that happens at every age throughout yeah. history. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how much of it is true and how much of it makes sense. It's just kind of the same gist of things happen and history repeats itself a bit. You're not immune to propaganda. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel that trying to like really get into like hard canon with um, the Legend of Zelda is slightly kind of missing the point because um, it's just this kind of big grand grand story that just, is just iterated upon endlessly, mm. and it's like I think you can get too bogged down trying to f- figure out where everything exists, you know? Yeah, and to be honest, I haven't. I've only played. I've played. One on the Game Boy Color. I think it was the re the Game Boy Color remake of Ooh, Link's Awakening? Yeah, that was Possibly. the Game Boy one. Is that a Game Boy one? I played the is Game Boy Color. Is it the Boy one that Color. has Chain Chomps in it? Yes, it does. Then that is Link's Awakening. Yes. Although it's been a long time since I played it. Oh my. <laughs> I played I played a uh, Legend of Zelda game on Newgrounds. Um, yes, we know about the games you've played on Newgrounds and you don't <laughs> want to discuss them, not in polite company. <laughs> I'm just oh, worried. Think, oh, are you thinking of the same? Oh, I might be thinking. No, of the dude, same game. we were on mic chat like seven years ago, <laughs> and I sent you a link to it because it was the one where you fuck Navi, and you have to click. To no, it, it wasn't Navi. It was it Midna. Was, um, oh, it yeah. was whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was a Zelda person, and I literally <laughs> sent it to you while in I her was tiny, it. in a tiny pixie form as well. It was fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, but Drama and I were just like both sitting there going, "What even is this?" <laughs> Playing it, of course, because you know I, we're amazing. Yeah, and I've had it on bookmark ever since. Um... <laughs> it's weirdly your wallpaper because you have an animated one because you just filmed yourself playing it for thirty minutes. That's a really jarring loop that also starts up with like you know YouTube opening up and then like a ten-hour Nyan Cat <laughs> video starts playing, but only for about five seconds and it snaps back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Zelda. Oh yeah, oh, Zelda. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. um, which which so, one are you playing? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which cool. is the first game I bought when I got my Switch, and then I played it for about an hour, I think. And I think I mentioned this, oh, however long it was ago that I got the Switch, a year ago or so, six months ago, I can't remember. Um, and I played it for about an hour, and I was like, eh, this seems quite nice, and I'll let you know next time how I get on with it. And then I just never did. And... <laughs> now now you're playing video games like I do. I'm like, I played the, like, the first hour of this game. I'm really enjoying it. Never plays it again. <laughs> well, I, th- I was trying to think about why, and I moved on to various other games. I got distracted by the Mario and Rabbids game for an alarming amount of time, which was yeah. concerning on many levels, but once again, excellent game, highly recommend. Who'd have thunk it? Um... <laughs> I was trying to work out why it was, and I think it's because it is—it's open world, and I know a lot of games are open world, and it's 
it's a weird one because it's open world and there's towers that, un- that you climb to unlock maps to new areas. It's the kind of definition of a Ubisoft game, but somehow it's better. But when you first somehow. start, it's, it's like it's very much like you can go wherever you want. And that's its whole thing is that you can do whatever you want in whatever order. And I think I just got a bit intimidated by it. I was like, I don't quite know what I should be doing. I don't. Like so, I was—I was, I think I was thinking that's why I was sort of put it to the back burner and didn't want to like invest too much because I was a bit like, oh, I don't really, I don't know. But I powered through the next hour or so. I was like, okay, I'll just wander in a direction. Ended up on a, on the top of a mountain somewhere, and then I haven't looked back since. It is. <laughs> I mean, people have said it, and I'm sure this is breaking new ground here, but uh, new ground. I've got new ground in my head, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're around after the stream, we could multiplayer that game. <laughs> um, yeah, it is an excellent game. It, 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 and I don't quite know why, because it doesn't do anything new particularly, and it has really annoying mechanics, like the way to get your health back is you have to go and cook up items with ingredients. So you have to go and collect the ingredients and then sit by a fire pot thing go into your inventory click on a few items that you can hold come out of your inventory click cook wait for it to cook yet where yes there is a skip animation button but it doesn't really skip much time and then that just makes you the one thing and then you have to go back into your inventory to do the same thing over and over again and then you go around climbing towers unlocking if you try and explain it it just sounds crap i'm gonna be honest but there's just something (laughs) about it that's just it just feels so good. It's Stockholmed you somehow. No, it's... I don't even think it is that. I think it is genuinely good. Like, it's not just pretending to be. I think it is genuinely good. But it's... I can't quite verbalise as to why. It's because it's Skyrim made by a good developer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's true when you shouldn't say it. Yes, I'm having a, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've just got the Master Sword, which is good because the other annoying thing is that all your weapons have durability that you can't I've see. Heard so it's they just really the bad. And yeah, like a lot of swords will last you a few minutes in a fight, like even the night good ones. Mm. Um, so it's like Dark Souls bit, Two then. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little. But you do find a lot of weapons. Like I definitely, I'm at the point where like I'm having to abandon weapons and ditch them because I'm filling up my. You have like. 10 weapon slots or something and you can expand it as well as you go through the game um, you start off with a, a 10 or so weapon slots and I'm definitely filling that up quicker than I'm using the durability on it mm. so it just means that you're cycling through weapons quickly so it's not as annoying as it sometimes sounds like it would be yeah so, so it does mean and in a way it means that you would get used to fighting with lots of different weapons because obviously you can use sword and shield or you can use two-handed sword or spear or various things and it sort of forces you to do that a bit which I think is actually probably their intent yeah, it does seem because that's uh, that's a similar thing that the I, I think was the intent with the durability in Dark Souls Two was that it meant that on big boss fights and things you tend to have to swap out different weapons throughout the fight, so you got used to fighting different thing uh, different things. And I'm just going to say, Snipe, stop opening Pokemon Go on your fucking phone whilst we're doing a live podcast. You Jesus, guys are so into this, just fucking no. whatever. Who can blame me? I am blameless. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> Look, you know, the men are talking. I don't want to interrupt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am teasing. I'm just being silly. Carry on. Carry on. Um, 
Yeah, so I, th- I think I do like the yeah the durability is mentioned by some people as being annoying. I think that's one of the least annoying things. But oh, okay. So I have the biggest criticism in the game. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. At various stables and in various towns, there are dogs. Okay. <gasps> you can't pet the dogs. Worst game. Zero out of ten. Hate yeah. it. You you can feed you can feed them like treats and or like bits of like meat or whatever, and then they'll follow it's you around for a bit. Or do but you can interact with them. But you can't give them a pet. And I was reading, there's a whole article written about it, because I googled, I was like, is there a way of doing it? Because they must be, or they must have I, added I it in love, the DLC or something. I love how you stopped, when you were like playing on your Switch, and you were like, this can't be right, but put game down. Else, <laughs> I would else, do the same thing, I'm not like... Everything else you do is so natural, and, and I know it's not groundbreaking that you've run up to a cliff and you just start climbing it or whatever, but it just sort of feels like... You know, the way that you can do a lot of the things, it's all very... You don't really need many much in the way of tutorials or learning. It's mm. everything. It's sort of... When you go to Zoom, when you're paragliding, it slows down time slightly so you can aim better. And there's lots of little, like, quality of life things that make it really satisfying to but play. But you can't pet the dogs. But you can't the pet the dogs. So I was like, well, there must be, yeah, there must be a way of doing this. So, yeah, I Googled <laughs> it. And apparently the reason is because the design philosophy is that they try to make... There's only a few actions you can do in the game. So you can jump and you can sprint and you can attack. And that's basically it. And all of those things in different contexts work how you'd expect them to work. And they didn't want to add a whole new action or some sort of bullshit. And I was like, well... Yeah, that's absolutely bullshit. But also... Dogs need to be petted. Petting the dog <laughs> is not, like, a big hard to put in if i mean i'm sure it is but compared to everything else they've done it's really not <laughs> if assassin's creed can let you pet dogs so that is my biggest criticism. Dogs. i like that, uh, i do love you like oh yeah this is a great game however there is this inexcusable gap in its game design no i agree he's got a very you, valid you point joke, but it is kind of genuinely inexcusable <laughs> If you put a dog in your game, let you pet the dog. I want to pet the dog. It's like, you know... It is a real issue. In WoW, you can pet dogs and cats. In mm, I'm going to say just typing slash pet doesn't count. No, 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 seriously. In like, um... In Legion onward, they added like little like people's pets, not not like, like NPC pets. So like, you go to certain places, and there's an NPC who has a cat called Truffles, okay. and you right click on them, and your character kneels down and pets them, and then they they giggle. Okay, okay. It's, it's like if Wow great. can do it, if Blizzard yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I take being able to pet one specific dog. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah I just want to pet. A, I just want to be honest. Just I petting. saw the cutest little French bulldog today. <laughs> Oh. They were like that big, and they looked like an onion, and it was so cute. I was just, I like the, you know, when you. Sit I like there, the idea that because the the listening audience won't know how big that big is, they're oh. probably just thinking <laughs> that you're talking. Because I'm, my video feed from you is cut off on halfway of both your faces. Okay, so, so it's like, does anybody know the the half size Warburton loaf? <laughs> Fucking hell, loaf. <laughs> You know the half size. or can own brand co-op bread be okay? Well, as long as it's the half loaf, you know the small baby loaf. Like, I yeah, call yeah, it the toasty good. loaf because it fits in the toaster perfectly. Whereas yeah, yeah. the big because ones... they make toasters that don't fit normal bread. Yeah, what the reason. fuck? That is a whole nother kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was the size of like a half loaf of bread, like that. Like, I okay with my hands, I'm like showing the size of half a loaf of bread. <laughs> And you're not. Had, you're not good once these, videos introduced, are you? No, uh, and it had these little like pepperami legs. 
You are describing a Lovecraftian abomination. I've got onion, loaf of bread, pepper army legs. Was it a dog or did someone just drop their shopping and you just just weren't looking properly? Okay, I was huffing a lot of paint, but that is beside the point. But no, no, and it's tabled like an onion because it was like, bleh, it was like at the point at the top. Again, again, you you did a I physical just action. It. I just described it. Going bleh isn't a description. Everyone guess what I mean, right? Comment below, please. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Someone in chat has said, "Are we sure Snipe did not just see a sandwich?" I mean, and that is the that best. Is, that is what I am currently like. Aiming towards that's what that's my no, belief. No, no, no. And it was like doing you know the the small dog thing when they're about the size of half a loaf of bread and they can't their legs are so close to the ground they kind of just get, do the swoosh thing where they kind of they look like they're having trouble walking or they look like they're being they've been animated by like a year one animation student so their legs just bolt out in in any and I was like staring at this dog I was walking on my own. And I, I, to be fair, I, look, I probably did look pretty scary because I had like mirror aviators on and an RPD shirt and boots, just walking really quickly with my phone because I was playing Pokemon Go. Because <laughs> fucking of course I was. You are a land of contrast, dear. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like looking over the dog and I was like making faces like, oh, like horrible faces. And uh, I look up at the owner and they're like looking at me like, what the fuck is your problem? In fairness, they were the one walking a loaf of bread, so really, they're you not going to judge you. Yeah, they were the one who decided to take their fucking lunch for a walk. Their adorable little lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So now everyone thinks that I'm fucking crazy and I, I have no object like permanence when it comes to dogs or sandwiches. So yeah. great. So all in all, this was a, this, this podcast was worth it just for that, really, I think. Mm. Uh, Matt, <laughs> do you want to you wanna talk a little bit more about um, Zelda? Well, there's no, yeah, I've, I've got to the Master Sword, so I'm... I don't know how far through, because you can do anything any order, so who knows. I've done enough shrines to unlock enough heart things to be strong enough to get that. Mm. And I've taken down one Draw out Matt, of the four. I've got to say, I think your heart beast. is very strong and beautiful. Oh, thank you. I have 13 of them. So <laughs> You should stop stealing them from children. I don't have 13 of them anymore. I sold some of them. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like... Legitimately, you could... Yeah. It's wait, a whole... <laughs> there's a fucking, is there a black market organ trade no, in Legend a, of you, Fucking so Zelda? Then you do the shrines, which are sort of like the mini dungeon things. You get... You steal people's hearts? No, you, you get spirit orbs, and then with four spirit orbs, you can either get a heart container, so you get a new heart, or you can get a bit more stamina for your stamina wheel, so you can climb higher or glide longer. And I was getting mostly stamina stuff, because health stuff is fine most of the time. You can just fight people and use potions and things. But stamina, if you want to go a long way, it was really useful to have that. Mm. But there's a random statue somewhere that you go to and you can sell bits of either your stamina and hearts and then buy back the other thing at a loss. So they, the statue makes a profit out of it because, you know, if you can't have capitalist statues, <laughs> why, 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 why bother, really? So, I mean, capitalist I mean, yeah. statues. <laughs> Holy shit. So, um... I'm yeah, sure, I'm so sure like, they spend their money well. <laughs> so once I had enough, once I had enough stamina that I knew that I'd be able to have enough hearts, I sold all my stamina, bought a load of hearts, went and got my master sword, and then sold all my hearts back for stamina. And yeah, you know when like I've I've had this before when I've been talking with a friend or like Wib in like line at the grocery store back when you know those were a thing, um, and you'd be back talk- when people could hear you when you're in a line. Yeah. <laughs> And like, um, 
And I'd be saying, so, like, I'd be talking about, like, Rainbow Six or something. It's like, okay, so, like, you know, we're in the kid's bedroom, and they start fortifying the walls, and I'm like, look, no one enters the kid's bedroom, and there's people rappelling outside, and I'm like, I have an entry shotgun, so I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm taking the master bedroom. They can't stop me. And, like, there'd be an old lady being like, fucking hellfire! And, like, have no, like, just be being scared of what you're talking about. I feel that this is one of those conversations, even when I know Everything that you're saying, it is still deeply concerning to me. Where it's like, so I got a bunch of hearts, and then I sold them to the capitalist statue, and it gave me a bigger sword, and then I sold all of my strength to it, and I got my hearts back. Hey, come on, with the current economy, economy. with the current economy, selling organs might be all that's left for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that. But yeah, Master Sword is good because it doesn't break with durability issues mm. it just it runs out of being a sword for a while and then you just wait 10 minutes and it comes back to Are being so, a sword so it has like it has a refractory period i mean too much kind of, thrusting yeah, yeah exactly right it thrusts a load and then it does explode when it runs out of <laughs> energy so i mean yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> but it just exploded. You see blue shiny things come up all over the screen. So. That's censorship. That's Japanese censorship right there. They don't want to <laughs> see what's really coming out of the Master Sword. I'm just going to put it out there that I don't think Nintendo intentionally programmed their games so that the Master Sword violently ejaculates. <laughs> oh, I can't use um, that again for ten minutes. Yeah. I, I, Time I, to I drink my sword face. I, think... I named my sword bait because then it makes more sense. Oh yeah, because it's then it's the master sword yeah. bait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the joke he was. <sighs> um, but yeah, if if anyone wasn't sure, Zelda is a good game, and I don't know why it took me this long to. But don't get play it, it because you can't pet the dog. But you can jerk off a big sword until it just spaffs, <laughs> and then you can't use it for like a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um... Circling back around, just two last quick things. So I've, we've been watching, and I haven't quite finished, but we've watched five out of the six episodes, a series on BBC called Noughts and Crosses. Okay, I've never heard of this. Is it literally just competitive, like, Noughts and Crosses? No, it's... Because it's, it's, I'm here for that. It's a really interesting... It's based off a book by... Ooh, I want to say... Oh, I've completely forgotten the author's name. Is it Mallory Blackman, or is that another person that I'm thinking of? I can't remember. Citation needed. I'm sure someone will point me out <laughs> I'm wrong. But... It's based on a, a book, or a series of books. I think there's like five or seven of them. I can't remember. Um, one of those trilogies of five or seven books, I think. Yes, those those notable um, trilogies. <laughs> it's like the uh, Robert Rankin's <laughs> Brentford trilogy that has, I think, five books in it. Um, but it is set in an alternate mm. world where back, I think it's 700 years ago. I'm not sure much of the backstory because I think they obviously go into more detail in the book. But around 700 years ago, an African tribe invaded Europe and took over it rather than Europeans invading the rest of the world. Yeah. So it's sort of set in a world where um, where African people and pe- black people are in charge of... It's set in the UK, or Albion, yeah. as it's called. They're in charge, and it's sort of just a role reversal of how how our society sort of is. And it's very exaggerated in a lot of ways, but also alarmingly not in a lot of ways. It sort of sounds um, like a, a, an alternate history of reverse colonialism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really interesting setting. And I really now want to read the books. And there's all manner of political stuff we can get into. And it's a lot, obviously, lots of very important Dude, points. Dude, we're already being super political. I'm um, in the podcast. This is, this is true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
and it and it is good, and I really do want to read the books, but it's just it's not that well made, and it's it's nicely filmed, and it's a nice script, and it's it, it obviously has a bit of a budget, but there's only six episodes, and it's so badly paced and badly edited. It's really weird, like. I have we have like no connection. A lot of emotional things happen, and I'm not going to go into exactly what, but you can imagine the sort of you know you know of like police brutality and proper heavy stuff in it that obviously is affecting us because of what is happening. But we're not connected to the characters enough because we haven't seen enough of them, and it's things happen and characters develop in ways that you're like, wait, you've just like flipped between scenes, and that like you feel like there's bits missing that where the development would logically take them that way. But you just don't see it, and it's just little things like at the start of the episode, you get a, you get a flashback to the previous episode, you know, previously on sort of thing, and it does that. And it's like fast cut various bits, but then it keeps doing fast cut bits. But it's not a flashback; it's new information, new things happening, and you're like, and then it takes you a few minutes. You're like, wait, did we miss this bit in the last episode? Oh no, this is new stuff. This is this is the now episode. It sounds wait, like what? it sounds like I, they didn't get as many episodes as they no, thought they it, were going to yeah, get. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It it is. They really should have made it over the course of at least like ten or so episodes, if not more. They're hour long episodes, so it's mm. six hours long, so it's a, it's not short. I wouldn't be but... surprised if they were like, Oh yeah, this topic is like spicy, so let's not give it mm. the best editors, let's not give yeah. it the most money and let's give I it mean, only a few episodes. I wouldn't I be mean, surprised if that maybe, was. Maybe because I really want to like it because it is really interesting and properly like, you know, emotional and heavy. So various Twigger warnings and things, but if you're if you're wanting a happy, nothing good has happened yet. It's got a, a slight case of the you know horrible thing, horrible thing, horrible yeah. thing, and oh, so that's kind of like a little bit misery kind of which, porn. considering the setting, is justified. Oh yeah, but yeah. Also, I think we've spoken about this before with series that are too negative, and then there's not enough of the sort of levity thrown in there in between, just yeah. to mean that the the heavy stuff has more of an impact and that combined with the fact that you don't get to know the characters as much as you feel like you should sort of takes away slightly from it it is good but and it's a really interesting setting and like the sort of you know if you're at all in any kind of ignorance about how our world sometimes is right now it it really does bring it home quite dramatically (laughs) and like I say I think it is a lot of the things that happen are exaggerated but probably not as much as they should be I mean, in terms of, you know, it's probably, you know, yeah. the world is, you know, the sort of place it is. <laughs> it does hit home. But I just wish that it was a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like um, this, but not as bad. <laughs> so, no, I really want to read the books once. Mm. Um, yeah, so at some point, once the libraries are reopening, I would probably be getting those. Mm. Um because I'm if the, if the books were good as the show, but with more detail, they they sound great. Um, no, no. So yeah, would recommend um, if you've got access to BBC stuff. And if you've got the spoons it's... for it, what's it called and, again? Yeah, Noughts and Crosses. Okay. Because um, Noughts, white people are Noughts and black people are Crosses, and it, I think it doesn't explain in the show why that's the case. Yeah. Um, but that's just the, the sort of the way that they little people refer to each other. Yeah. Um, uh, let, let's be, let's be honest. Uh, slurs rarely come from a place of um, like logic. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, um, not wrong. But yeah, it is it is good, and it, I think it's worth watching. I just like I said, I just wish it was a little bit more. It had a little bit more time to develop stuff. Mm. 
But who knows? Maybe there's a second series and it can sort of go into the yeah, yeah. backstory and setting a bit more. Yeah. Because that's what I'm interested in, the setting. Like, the, ac- the actual main story is interesting but too rushed, but the setting itself is really interesting. Um, the very last thing I've been doing is um, on net- new Netflix show by Pendleton Ward, who did uh, Adventure oh. Time and Bravest Warriors and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's been... I saw that today. It's been suggested to me. And it's yeah. Like, it's basically adult Adventure Time. Yeah, I saw the trailer Hi. for it, and I, was, and I was like, well, okay, I guess... I guess that's what he's doing now. Cool. Mm. Well, it's, so it's called The Midnight Gospel. That's And yeah. it's animated in the Adventure Time... Is it Cal Art style? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. I don't really... Yeah, I'm sure there's subtleties and I don't know. But it's, it looks a bit like Adventure Time. It's, it's just, And I'm sure everyone knows what Adventure Time looks like, either because they've watched it or just because they exist. Um, and they say swears in it. <laughs> they do. And we only watched one episode, but it's really good. We watched it, and it's it's basically there's a there's a main the main character seems to like be live in some and we don't know enough of the setting at all because we only watched one episode, mm-hmm. but the main character lives in some sort of higher realm where they can somehow teleport to a lot of different dimensions or universes or worlds or settings at least. So he teleports to this one setting, which is Earth, where there's a zombie apocalypse happening, and I think the conceit is that they always go to an Earth or a world where there's some sort of apocalypse type something happening. But I'm not sure, because, again, I've only seen the first episode. But he just goes down there, and then he has, like, basically a podcast or a vidcast or something in his home setting. So he just goes down there with a microphone. Yeah, and he just does an interview with someone. So he just picks a person who, in this case, happens to be the president, just just has a chat and basically records a podcast with them while all this (laughs) other stuff's happening. And it's just like, it's a visual podcast. Like, you could just watch it without the video and it would just be a podcast. (laughs) But it works so well. I don't don't know what... And then we looked into it and the main... The guy who voices the main character, and I've completely forgotten his name, but he's a podcast host. And he has has a podcast where he interviews people. And the people that he's interviewing are various people who are just people in a certain field who are clever enough or intelligent enough or interesting enough or whatever to be a podcast guest. So... It's just a podcast, but then they've animated it and sort of the story, they do reference it in the audio and they do occasionally sort of when they're fighting off the zombies, they occasionally make make effort noises or things like that. But mostly they kind of ignore the setting and they're just having a podcast. And then in the background, you see them shooting all the zombies away and things. It works really well, I think. It's 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 really satisfying to watch. And like I've only seen the first episode, like I say, so I don't know if the rest of it holds up or whether it sort of gets a bit repeaty. But I think if they get a different, effectively, podcast guest on each episode, I mean, the episodes are going to be as interesting as whatever guest they've got. It does sound like a very strange conceit. Yeah, Yeah. it is. I mean, it is exactly the sort of TV that should be released right now when everyone is suddenly recording and listening to podcasts. (laughs) So it's kind of perfect. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) We say... Recording a live streamed <laughs> podcast, but yeah, it, there's something weirdly satisfying about watching these two people just have a. Con- it starts off they're having a conversation about legalizing drugs and things, and then it kind of swerves off into what I don't even know what they're talking about by the end. Mm. But yeah, and in the background you see them like exploding zombies, and they go to like they're driving a monster truck to a like a fort city shopping mall thing that's like a safe zone where you see some scientists develop a cure. But all of that's just in the background. It is just happening at them while they're just walking through it all recording a podcast. <laughs> it, is, it is bizarre, but I really enjoyed it. 
So yeah, and it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, yeah, I'll give, I'll give it a shot. I didn't realise it was out yet. So because uh, mm. I, yeah, I, seeing... I assume, I assume yeah. it's all out. I'm not actually sure if it's they're doing a you know release staggered release or whether they've done it all at once. To be honest, but mm. at least a few episodes will be out by now. I imagine at least, if not all of it. So yeah, I I recommend. Um, cool. And that cool. that is that is me done. Okay. Snipe. Hi. You are next. Oh. Informers of your actions, justify you, yourself. You do not want to know what I've done. I mean... I have done things. Unforgivable things. Things that are between you and whatever god you praise. Hey, as long as it's in the house. <laughs> between yeah? me and... This is between me and Chris Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking! I, I go out in the bath with your god, to be honest. I have no idea what you mean. I say, holding up a Nendoroid of Geralt in the Bath next that to my. Is not your only Geralt in the Bath. No, I have two of them, <laughs> and I smart. think I think Longfang bought me both of them, so he's my enabler. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've I've honestly I've not played ma- many games because it's been a little rough mental health wise, but I have watched a good few like horror movies. Ooh, excellent! Um, good ones or horror yes, movie horror. Yes, like like <laughs> actually good ones, like the Child's Play remake. You told me about one bit of it that that honestly <laughs> I want to watch solely for that bit. If you want to watch it with me, I I would love to because it it is so fucking funny. Okay, so Child's Play, um, the original one was campy, silly slasher garbage where. Where this murderer starts screaming voodoo in the middle of a toy store and possesses a buddy doll. Mm. And it just goes from there. Now, does, the original does have Brad Dorff, though, playing Chucky. Yeah, whereas in this great. one it's Mark Hamill, which I didn't realise until after. But Mark Hamill is a joy. So, <laughs> I don't know. Always, always. Always. But yeah, um, it is so fucking funny. And they've got, like, kid actors that are really good. Huh. There's like one or two that are a bit, eh, but honestly, and, like the main yeah. the main kid character is fantastic. Like he's really good, and um, it's just about like that they've kind of updated the like the body, so it's kind of like an interactive like Alexa kind of thing. So it's it's like, a smart device. It's like it's like a smart device that can be <laughs> a, a friend to your kid. You know, I mean that's already a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like just fucking. You play video games like I did. <laughs> but yeah, and like, um, it starts off, it's not really a spoiler, but like, trigger warning suicide is like in the first like few minutes of the movie. Whereas there's just some poor fucking guy in like a, a, this sweatshop in Vietnam who's getting smacked about by his manager and paid like fucking $1 a day. And he's like, he kind of snaps and he just disables all like the safety locks in in the doll's programming and is like fuck it and then he jumps off the roof and everyone's like oh this is fine so that's how the doll gets a bit weird i like how it's not a million miles away from small soldiers it's way better than small soldiers i mean most things are better than small soldiers yeah (laughs) but no i was kind of like i was like Every now and again, I'll watch a horror movie because I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. Or I'll watch a horror movie because I'm like, this is going to suck. And I want to be entertained. But no, like, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's really funny. Um, It's got a weird amount of heart to it. Hmm. 
it's very well written. And yeah, I'm not going to spoil the perfect line. Or should I, should I say? I, th- I think you kind of have to because it's, okay, okay, it's, okay. The, it's a line that will make people want to do it. Okay, so there's like um, the main kid, I think his name is Andy, is like showing his Chucky doll uh, uh, off. Andy. It's like Toy Story. I think that, maybe that's a reference. <laughs> or maybe that was like the kid's name in the original. I honestly can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. Um, and he's like showing off Chuck, his Chucky doll because mm. he tries to give him a name. He tries to, he's like, hey! Would you give me a name? And he's like, Han Solo. And the kids go, oh, and like the thing's like, oh, okay, my name is Chucky. And he's like, what? No, stupid fucking doll. <laughs> and so that's how he gets the name Chucky. And like a bunch of his mates are like hanging out in like the local park with Chucky. And he's kind of sat over there with a couple of friends and he's watching another group of mates play with it. And that like they give him a pair of scissors and they're on their like cell phones trying to record him and they're like okay now stab the cuddly unit like unicorn with the pair of scissors and say this is for Tupac you know and it's like oh yeah that's yeah, that's funny and then the, the the kid comes up and it's like what the fuck are you doing with my doll leave it alone and then like he, I'm not gonna say who or like when but Chucky like has this massively elaborate kill later on with like. Oh god, it is nuts. It is it is very mm. fun. And but the person isn't dead, so like Chucky scrambles on up to them, holds up a knife and goes, This is for Tupac and fucking stabs him. <laughs> I fucking died laughing. It was just so perfectly like bang. That was so punchy. It was amazing. But yeah, and it's just it's really good i was actually very very pleased with yeah that. i was kind of shocked because like um uh, remakes of of, cl- of classic um i'll do air quotes for that um classic <laughs> horror films um quite often end up a bit well i mean like the nightmare on elm street remake oh, honestly it it was nearly good <clears throat> because i mean well it wasn't but I it nearly know. had a decent idea because it was like oh um, halfway through the movie, they're like, oh yeah, uh, so we killed this guy because we thought he was a child murderer. And then it's like, for about 10 minutes, the movie tries to make you think that he wasn't. And parents just decided to like frontier justice him because they were like, ah, oh, it's probably him. And that's why he's a vengeful spirit. So I was like, no, no, he's just... He is what he, he is. He is what he is. And it was like, you know, you could have been so interesting uh, You could that. have actually had something that was subversive there. Yeah. And flip it around. Also, that movie had a problem that you didn't know who the protagonist was for the first 20 minutes of the movie because they kept introducing protagonists to you and then they died. They're literally and then you go, like <laughs> half an hour yeah. in, they were like, this is Nancy, the main character. And it's just like, if you, if you fucking say so, sure. Yeah. So it means that for, you, for the first like 15 minutes with the actual main character you're sort of geared to not care about them because mm. you've just seen two of them die. Mm. Yeah. So you're just like... <laughs> and then you're I mean, like, oh, this is the character you're supposed to care about. What okay. they're trying to do is they're trying to do the Wes Craven thing of his movies almost always start out with a blonde girl and in the first few minutes she gets murdered. Mm. And then it goes on to like a brunette woman because apparently blonde women are just fodder or something. I don't know. There's <laughs> probably nothing deeper to it than that. But, you know, so they kind of reference that by having like, like oh, let's put a few blondes in for the first half hour and then just keep killing them off. And you're like, what? But no, anyway, Child's Play remake, really good. It's, it's a horror comedy done very well. And it does embody the spirit of like the campy 80s kind of like okay. horror movie. Like I love, I love campy 80s like slasher movies. 
Like I, mm. I, I love them, and it does it does well. So yeah, I can recommend that. Um, played some Doom sixty four. Yes, yes. That was a weird experience. Play that on stream. Play that on yeah. stream. So, like, Doom 64 is, like, the Doom 1 for the N- N64? Yeah. Um, but it's, like... They basically built a whole new Doom mm. for the N64, uh, rather than... I can't remember why they did this, but ra- they did that rather than porting regular Doom over to it. Which, honestly, didn't okay. go well for a lot of ports. Doom ports were legendarily uh, terrible. <laughs> Have you actually played the SNES one? Great. <laughs> I played the PlayStation 1 one and I got super mad at it. Because it was garbage. Oh, that, that came out before analog sticks, didn't it? So you had to, like, that was like, oh, if you want to strafe, you have to hold down the shoulder pads. It, it, was, it was hand cramp yeah. just forever. Mm. It was the worst. Um, and honestly, like, it was, it was a lot different. It wasn't run and gun because it was designed for a console and, you know, like, a controller. So I'm, like, trying to jump around and be twitchy and, like, twitch shooting kind of stuff. And it's just slow. And I'm like, it's quite a difficult readjustment period. So I was like, oh, okay, so is Doom, but not quite Doom. You know what it (laughs) kind of reminds me of? It's... What is Zelda? If... (laughs) Doom 3 feels more like a sequel to Doom 64 than Doom 2. Shit, you're right. Mm. But they don't have a torch in um, Doom 64. I didn't really need it, so... No, no, I'm saying... You, do you remember the Vorpal torch when us oh, three shit. recorded? Yeah. The fucking, like, eight years ago, us three recorded a let's... Well, not let's play, but, like, a um, a quick play kind of thing of Doom 3. Mm. And I found out in the video, I did not figure this out beforehand, that you could, like, if you moved... To like away and then move towards and like a friendly NPC after you've started swinging the torch, you fucking vaporize them in one hit. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was more powerful than fucking BFG. Yeah, it's amazing. a pity it didn't work on enemies as well. Because if so, you'd just be a more. Would have been like... amazing. But yeah, um, and honestly, yeah, it was, it was weird. It's a lot slower and it's a lot more puzzle and timed kind of puzzle based, which. Oh, it shit me off after a while. I got a bit fed up mm. with it because I'm like, I just want to kill things. Uh, I'm that guy. <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, you need to like do, go here, go there, and then go over there, get this. But you've got to do it while running, and you can't. Well, you got to do jumping puzzles as well. And I was like, look, this would have been perfect for the N64. For PC, I'm getting a bit cranky with it, especially because yeah. it's Doom, and I'm not used to this. So I've got like old woman so, syndrome. So it's. <laughs> A port of Doom for the N64 that's now that on they PC just built as well. From, all the, it came out as a pre-order for um, like it was like a thing that they threw on pre-order pre-ordered bonus. Doom Eternal, which okay. um, Shane yeah, has me, so I fun. got that. Yeah, yeah, and because it is its own unique game, then it sort of does warrant porting the weird ports. Yeah, um, port of a port. It's it's, it's, mm. it's an interesting. The mere fact that it's playable is quite impressive, to be honest. Mm. I, yeah. I do I do look at it as it's sort of mirror universe Doom. It is kind of it is, but I think I'm sure like t- bits of Doom Eternal are kind of low key and canon with it, or at yes. least reference yes, they are. with it. Um, I sort of okay. think that's the other day that's explicit because the direct so the director of the game, uh, the first Doom game he ever played was Doom sixty four, so he wanted to include bits of it. Fair, so, yeah. yeah, that's mm. cool. That's cool. And that's another thing we have to cut out usually in recording <laughs> sessions, but now we can't. It's 
It's not happened too often, to be fair. So we're, I think it's because quarantine is in effect and yeah. people aren't allowed outside. So, yeah. um, I watched a movie called Black Mercy, mm. which was another horror movie. Um, it's pretty good. I it honestly, does sound like they've just picked names out of a hat. It's it's there's there's um there's like the boogeyman in that movie is called Mercy Black. So okay. it's like, maybe I've got it the wrong way around. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Who knows? I think it probably was called Mercy Black, considering that's the character in the... Yeah, I think it probably was then. <laughs> I think I just got confused after I'd watched it and wrote it down. But yeah, and that's like basically... Um, it's... You know how, like, there was a couple of those attempted murders with, like, little kids trying to kill their friends to, in, like, for Slender Man? That kind of creepy shit, where the kids are like Slender Man wants a blood sacrifice. Let's trick one of our friends into I don't know chewing on a knife or letting me stab them or something horrible. It's kind of a bit like that, where you follow you're following like the um, like like the adult of a lady like she's been in a um, an institute for like fifteen years. And she's being released and she's like, oh shit, because she was basically complicit in a murder of her friend that was, like, her friend convinced her to kill this other girl so she would be, like, an offering to Mercy Black. And it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty heavy. And it just kind of goes through, like, um, how she's not sure if it's because, you know, she's been diagnosed with, like, schizoaffective disorder and other, other kind of things uh, mental illnesses that give hallucinations and stuff. So she's kind of like, I'm on my tablets and I've gone back to my sister's house, you know, basically like the the family farmhouse and who, where my sister and her son lives. And she's kind of like seeing little bits and bobs and is just like, no, it's okay. No, it's just, it's just my brain. It's just because, you know, you know, and it's kind of like the whole, is this real? Is this not? Um, nephew, obviously nephew is a terrible actor. But, um, you know, he starts talking. Oh, no, I think he's actually, he's decent. But, yeah, like, and he starts talking about, like, oh, who's Mercy Black? And then, like, it kind of spirals and this, like, people end up getting murdered. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? <laughs> and, like, weird shit happens. And, honestly, I didn't expect it to be as entertaining as it was, but it was pretty entertaining. This is um, another Netflix job, isn't this it? Is an, all these are on Netflix. Mm. Um, so that that was pretty. Other streaming services are available. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they cost money. So, <laughs> so I mean, so does Netflix. Yeah, and the last movie, <laughs> the last horror movie I saw was Dark Skies, which was so bad it was hilarious. <laughs> Let Excellent. me tell you. So, I only realised like seventy five percent of the way through that this was an alien movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a poltergeist movie. <laughs> Because it was throwing out all the signs for a poltergeist movie. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, how, how Predator doesn't really signal what it is for no, most of the movie. No, that's fantastic. But, like, Predator was good. Well, I say most of the movie. I mean, like, the first <laughs> third, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, it was, like... So, of course, it's, like, mum, dad, and, like... Is it two kids? I can't even fucking remember. There was two kids, I remember that, yeah. Okay, and, like, the youngest one is, like... oh this Mr. Smiley or fucking whatever. Like, this this kid is a terrible fucking actor. I mean, most of them are pretty bad. Um, and, like, the mum goes downstairs and there's just, like, 
all the stuff, all the contents of the cupboard is just stacked up, like a la paranormal activity. Just everything is... on the tables and everything balanced really weird. And she's like, oh, fuck, that's a bit strange. Which sort of makes sense when it's poltergeist. But when it's aliens, it's suddenly like, oh, no, <laughs> no wait. No, I think they explain it later and go, aliens, what, the greys, TM, trademarked <laughs> it. So they can fucking slap merch on it. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like this guy's like, J. Jonah Jo-Jo- Jameson is like, Oh, yeah. Well, the Greys. First of all, they when they announce their presence, it's already too late. They'll start doing weird things, like stacking everything out of your kitchen cupboards on top of each other in the middle of the night. You're like, well, how the fuck? Dude, you could have just gone like, oh, yeah, like, you know, moving things, like stacking shit. You know, they just sit there and just, like, the Greys get bored and they're like, hey, I bet you five fucking space money that I can put this woman's beans on top of her fucking fan and she won't notice. And then he loses five space money or whatever. I think that is the only explanation for it. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it's like when they start ta- they start taunting you. And it's like, why do they start taunting you? Especially because if you're going to be acting erratically and stuff. And it's like, mm. there's one, one part where the woman, like, the wife goes down looking for a husband and he stood in the garden going, with his mouth open and it is so fucking funny because it's just like she, she she's like oh generic husband name carl carl <laughs> what are you doing in the garden and he's just standing there like typical horror shot with his back to her and she's like walks around and he's got his mouth open and he's like he looks so silly and he doesn't say anything for a moment and i was just like is she gonna put her finger in his mouth (laughs) 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 i would have been like that but no he's just like and then he like he just his nose just goes and explodes with blood and then he just turns on his heel and marches the fuck back into the kitchen and it's all like i don't even remember getting out of bed and now i have a nosebleed it might be aliens and she's like i've been telling you carl it's aliens he's like you know what bethany or whatever the fuck your name is it's probably fucking aliens. you know i was in the room while you were watching this none of the actors sound anything like this I mean, they did in my head, so that's fine. I feel like you're wildly, wildly misrepresenting this movie. No, but I'm also not. not as much as you think. Not as much that. as you'd hope. Like I am kind of like playing it up a bit. But yeah, then they go to see like J. Jonah Jameson, and he's gotten bored of pictures of Spider-Man. Now he wants pictures of Greys and Alamels, and he's like, "Yeah, there are three Because he sounds all like a dad. I forget what's the actor's name who plays J. Jonah. It starts Jameson. with a J. Uh, I always forget. Can I, I always oh. forget the actor's name because he's great. It's like Peter Parker. J.K. Simmons. J.K. There Simmons. Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, and he's like, he's like this this old guy who lives in this shitty apartment with like a I million know, is it cats. J.K. Simmons in this film. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. He's like. So he's like. I mean, he was the most enjoyable part because he's like a good actor and very charismatic. Yeah. So like during his scenes, I was like, this is fucking stupid, but God, I'm enjoying it. Nice. <laughs> and he's like. Oh yes, the greys. There's three types of aliens because that's how he talks. He's like, there's the greys. There's the uh, reptilians. No, no, no. Then there's okay, like, was, yeah, there's okay. like the other ones, and then there's the third kind, the reptilians, which you know, wackos think are in the government, <laughs> but aliens are real. <laughs> and that's why I have forty-seven cats because they don't like dogs. And then they just go to a fucking like the the mum goes to a an, like a uh, dog pound. With her, like, seven-year-old son. 
and is like, okay, we need a dog. And he's like, is it because of the aliens? And she's like, shut up, James, not now. We're getting a dog. And then they go up to like a German shepherd that's like, this dog's name is Clyde. Why do I remember the dog's name? The dog's name actually is Clyde. Um, I don't remember anyone else's name but the dog's. And like, and like, it's like, warning, very aggressive. And the dog's just like, like barking. And she's like, this one I'll do. And it's like, there's no way they'd let you walk out of there with that dog. If they were that aggressive with a child. And they go, are you sure you want, you you want this hyper aggressive dog in your family house? Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, it's to fight the aliens. And they're like, whatever the fuck you say, just pay the adoption fee. (laughs) And it's just like, and then it's like, oh yeah. They've all implanted you with their like mind control devices, and I'm like, this is like this is like an anti five G movie or something. <laughs> Just wait for those; those will those will start coming out yeah, in a couple yeah, of yeah. years. Yeah, and it's like oh, the husband's like, hey, I'm so itchy behind my ear. That is like a real. Uh, well, I say real. Um, it's a, uh, a, a it's a reference to actual complaints. It's, some a cons- it's a conspiracy theory like thing about like people who think they, who, who claim to be abducted and they have like metal implants in them. Um, mm. I've got metal implants as well, but not because I've been abducted by alien mouse. Because you went to a place and asked them I to pierce holes a, in you. Yeah, I, I paid a professional <laughs> to stab me with a needle. It was awesome. Yeah. And I'd do it again <laughs> if the shops were open. <laughs> but yeah, I, honestly, it was just so silly. It was actually pretty entertaining because it was just so silly. And, the, like, the little boy was such a bad actor. And, like, the actual Aylamals, when they show up, they're all, like... <clears throat> they're, like, Slenderman with bad posture. <laughs> they're, like... <clears throat> That's the... Backache is the real enemy. Yeah, yeah. they're just, like... Heed our warnings, humans! Lumbar support is paramount! Or fucking whatever. <laughs> and they just Don't kind of, Don't be like, hunched at your computer chairs all day. Remember to take breaks. Take a break Ten minutes every hour will oh, now and steal your child. Goodbye. <laughs> that is unrelated to the back thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like OSHA decide to like come and visit you. <laughs> if you've got one violation of health and safety, they steal your child. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's like, okay, there should be child locks on those things because no OSHA like operative, because they're operatives, uh, can actually open like childproof doors. So that's why they stacked all that shit in mm. the kitchen, kind of like, see, mm, shouldn't be doing this. And oh, oh god, there's also a part where the woman is like, she's like a real estate saleswoman, a she... realtor. Well, I guess, America, I guess, it's an American movie, a realtor. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh my god, this is such a nice house. You could like raise a family here, and it comes with a washing machine. And then she's like, and she snaps, and then she just walks into the window and headbutts it until like she wakes up in bed and is like, my head hurts. Probably nothing. And it's like, okay. Why would the aliens do that? Because apparently, like, it is it is specified that the aliens just do this. And they've been yeah. doing it for hundreds of fucking years. And it's like, okay, well then, why would they be like, Hey, Space Jerry, check this out. I'm going to make this silly woman bang her head until she's concussed. It's going to well, be so fucking okay, lit. Okay, I'm going to put it this way. Mm. Um, you've played... Oh my the... god, we're the Sims Yes, today. I was literally saying that. You've played the Sims. Oh, but Dark Skies is literally like... Can you? I hope. I hope one of the subtitle tracks on the DVD is like Simlish. So she's like screaming after a kid, going "Gloopy Clark!" That would be amazing. Okay, you know what? I take it back. This movie is yep, fucking it flawless. Makes sense now. It's amazing. Yeah. I get it now. Flawless, amazing, perfect, perfect, Mwah. Amazing. absolutely fantastic. 
Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Chef kiss. Mwah. Okay, um, I've also been playing <laughs> Resident Evil 3 Remake, and I have been yes. playing so much Resident of this Threeville. game. It's re- 3 make. Oh, the 3 make, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, Matt, get with the fucking times. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Longfang bought me this. So many people buy me games. Thank you, everybody. It's very nice. Um, and it's, yeah, as it says, it's a remake of Resident Evil 3. And it is fucking awesome. And it's way oh. better than Resident Evil 2 Remake because there's like, because, <laughs> sorry. In RE2 Remake, there's the Mr. X segments where he's just chasing yeah. chasing you constantly. And it's... it is so stressful and there's no reprieve from that when it's happening. From what I've heard about Resident Evil 3, from what I vaguely remember, is that not the entire game? basically no he does show like nem nem does that's that's the name of the tyrant that's chasing you no nem nem kill chan it's it's not it's it's not it's called nemesis you call it nem nem and that's fine and and i i support your actions but i want to see a cat mod for him so he can be nyan nyan that definitely exists no but you get the sexy version where he's in like a speedo there's also a nude Carlos mod that's jiggle boned. Good. Not even joking. Very well Good. done. I'm actually just warm. I am fanning myself, but it's just because I'm warm, not because I was thinking of the nude Carlos mod. <laughs> oh my. Just spit on my boobs, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I'm no good at this. You're, you're welcome, uh, listening audience. Hi. Yeah, you guys don't know how much of this usually gets cut. Now you know. <laughs> that's, the problem, that's the problem with these live ones. It exposes our complete lack of ability yeah. to podcast to everybody. I think everybody. you mean my complete and utter like, failure at podcasting, and you guys just trying to navigate my bullshit. We, anyway, we just try and aim you in the right direction, you know? You can't stop a runaway train. I mean, you know, you can try, and that's about it. <laughs> you can try by throwing yourself under it, but all in all, yeah. you'll just gum up my tracks a little. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, oh my god, it's so good, and it's like it's—you can tell they learned a lot from RE2 remake, where um, John Romat's leaning back and forth and being weird. Um, where like in RE2 remake, like yeah, like I say, the Mister X segments were just him chasing you, and it was too much for my my poor anxious heart, and I never got past that because it was yeah. honestly it was way too stressful and it genuinely freaked me out and i couldn't deal with we it we have we have talked about it a few times but yeah the there the, was no like break the, the nature of something that is forever chasing you if you can deal with that is a really cool mechanic and because he's always knocking around somewhere in the area like that that's cool but if you say hypothetically happen to deal with anxiety as like just a base state of your existence i've literally i'm on mm. like they just up my dosage (laughs) for my anti-anxiety and and like anti-depression tablets anti-sad pills um so it's just your medication yeah my medication which is fine um and it's like i couldn't deal with that Mm. i could not i really loved the game but i just couldn't get past that because it was just too much for me in RE3, there are set moments where he chases you. That's all I fucking mm. wanted. And it's so okay. much better. Because then you have the quiet in between to build up that tension. So when he bursts through a wall and is all like, stars, and grabs you by the face, it's way scarier. And it's just like, <laughs> ah! Oh, that's what he does to Romat. He says, stars. 
in like that, a scary voice. Best voice. <laughs> Thank you. I made it myself. Can that just be your voice for a bit? No, no, no it cannot. It hurts after just doing it twice. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you will blow out your voice in minutes. It's like that. yeah, it's like when I did that Left 4 Dead 2 voice pack, and I just couldn't speak for a week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like, so he like pops in at, at like set moments. He's still kind of like. Uh, like there are set moments where he chases you. Like oh, from from point A to point C, he'll chase you. But once you get there, he'll he's gone. Mm. And I'm like, the, I appreciate this so much because again, that helps for like tension to build, mm. big explosion of horror, a, and and it also gives you quiet and like time to chill out. And it's well as much as you can while playing a scary horror game. I will say, like, watching you play it, it's the first time I've looked at a Resident Evil game. Because I'm no fan of Resident Evil. That's no statement about the quality of the games. I'm just, I mean, if you don't like it, it's fine. Uh, this is the first time I've seen a Resident Evil game and gone, hmm, maybe I'd like to play that sometime. So... It is good. The controls are good. It looks beautiful. The scares are very well done. The writing is fantastic. The characters, like, they've really built on them. So Carlos isn't just a kind of insensitive like Spanish accent that because that was basically his character before was like <laughs> young guy who keeps hitting on Jill. Yeah. Now he's kind of like he's got a lot more like heart to him and I know that Carlos in the original was kind of like you know he did care about Jill and stuff but this is way more it feels way more genuine. They've built upon it a lot. He's, I mean, he, yeah. he's naive. Tyrell gets some fucking like personality there. You like Nikolai, it's it's all very, very well done. And, like, the stuff they've built on is brilliant. Mm. Like, you know, you've got Kendo in there, the gun shop owner, who you bump into, because, like, Jill knows him, because she's a Stars member. Of course she mm. fucking knows him. And it's just, it's really nice, especially, like, after seeing, like, RE2 remake, because it's, it's, you know, it's RE2 remake. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, yeah. RE3 takes place a few hours earlier, so you run into things, like, and, you like, there's certain parts where it's, like, you go to the um, the police station and you blow out a chunk in the shower wall. So when you get there in RE2 remake, there's a hole in the wall. Mm. And you go, oh, huh. I did that. And it's like, that's really cool. And like yeah. little touches here and there. And like, there's, there's like a part where you have to get, um, you want to get into this area, but it's voice locked. So you can keep trying it. And it's like, and you're like, hey, fucking open up. And it's like, voice match. Not like no voice match found, and then after a while, your character is like, "Um, this is Doctor Fuckface. Uh, can you let me in?" And he's like, he tries really hard to like say, "This is Doctor Bard. Could you let me in?" And it's just like, "No match found, you idiot." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess that wouldn't work." And I was like, "That's such a nice touch. It's really cool." And like, it's just unlike the the ending, the end boss fight. Oh, big strap energy. It's amazing. <laughs> Jill Valentine is so fucking awesome. And it's just so it's good. Got, it's got a, a, a pretty cool ending. Fucking, yeah. I, honestly, I've not seen anyone like watch that and not sit there going, fuck me, is that cool. <laughs> and like they've got the thing where um, they've got the shop. I don't know if they had in the RE2 remake because I couldn't complete it because of anxiety. <laughs> but in the original Resident Evil 3, um, and... Basically, the original Resident Evil one to three, um, you would get to the end of the game. You would you would get a rank, and certain ranks would say unlock costumes or like infinite weapons, like the infinite grenade launcher. 
In this, it's just, oh yeah, just play it, and then you get points for doing certain parts. Mm. And then you have like an in-game points shop, not microtransactions, um, where you just go, okay, well, that costs this much, so if I play the game again, I can just, like... Like I'll just unlock the points and then go and buy it, and then it'll be in my inventory, mm. in my uh, my little uh, item chest. And it's like, this is so good. I it really, means, really I guess, like it means it. that like if there's things you really, really want to unlock, then you can just save up for them. Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing I did was unlock the classic stars uniform, Jill, from the first <laughs> one. That's the first thing I did because, of course, I haven't even worn it because I'm like, this looks stupid. But I needed to unlock it. <laughs> you That's just, the point. you just wanted uh, to hold it. <laughs> but yeah um so yeah i really can recommend it's 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 nice to see that they've paid attention and i'm kind of surprised they're not doing code veronica next yeah they're doing resi 4 they're next, doing resi 4 next i was literally like, just about to ask you how you feel about that because as, as the evil. token person here that um the plays... only person here that likes resident evil <laughs> yeah. i mean like i i would have preferred code veronica because that is actually the first resident evil game i ever completed yeah. It feels more like a natural thing to remake as well because that was still like that's like static that's, backgrounds. Yeah, and it's like, like it's in the timeline. I think it basically takes place a little bit after three anyway because mm. it's Claire going to lo- looking for Chris again, mm. and like it's, it's it's after all that shit. So it's like it like uh, chronologically it would make more sense and like like people like RE four, but not as much as they like Code Veronica. Really? Yeah. I've never seen a person who doesn't the people, adore uh, Maybe because the pe- people who like Code Veronica are very noisy about it. Yeah, no, I, I have. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen um, Resi 4 usually heralded as one of the best games that's ever been made, ever. I mean, Resi 5's better. Uh, uh, you're afraid to be wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seems like a strange one to me because, like, I look at I look at Resi Four and I go, apart from patching it so that it like fucking works on a modern I machine, can't play less it on glitchy. my machine because it just yeah, we've never been able to play it. Never been um, able to play it properly. I own it, but I can't play it because it just doesn't fucking run properly. Yeah, I, and I have spent days trying to fix it, and it just won't. Yeah, I've just had so many problems with it, and it feels like <sighs> that's that's what it. It feels like just an update to that would be fine because mm. it's it's sort of in the mold of a modern game anyway. It's a bit primitive by today's standards, of course. It is, but not, I mean, it, mm. it, it plays a lot like um, the way that RE Five does, which is not. It doesn't play very well, but it plays better than the like original Resident Evils, where it was tank controls and everything was jank as fuck. This is a lot, a lot, um, a lot easier to slip into. Compared to the older games, yeah, yeah, um, but it's still like, and I, I think probably why they ha- they are doing RE4 instead of Code Veronica is purely because it gets kind of transphobic. Oh, oh Code, Code Veronica. Veronica's that one. Yeah, Code oh. Veronica's the transphobic oh. one, where it's like right, it's okay. like it's it's shitty, and it's like, hey, you know, it kind of implies that trans people are bad, which they're not. And it's like, okay. So, yeah, it's like, I'm, I wouldn't know how they would rewrite that to not make mm. that really shitty. I mean, to be fair, from what I've but heard... But it would be nice if they did. It's not It's not impossible. Everything I've seen, and I haven't played it yet. Um, I do want to. Um, but I just haven't got around to it. Um, I, everything I've heard about the war market in the Final Fantasy VII remake is that they, they basically 
managed to dodge that really like like that bullet because well i remember I, seeing I, in the trailer it was like true beauty like true beauty and glamour transcends gender and i'm like hey that's yeah it does hmm. Fuck cool. yeah. yeah. Okay, that's every, actually a really good point. Everything I've seen about the war market, they basically took everything that was a, that when you play, because I, I played Final Fantasy VII, it's my favourite game, and I I played it from start to finish again, like, last year or something. And you desperately want to play the new one, but you also don't want to pay full <sighs> price for it, because it's like, expensive. I don't like the gameplay very much. Because you don't like the gameplay. Yeah. I want to play it, mm. but I don't like the gameplay very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... But um, but in in that they seem to have like just recontextualized everything, swapped things around, moved certain things, and just made it so that it wasn't anywhere near as like bad as it was. Because yeah, it, in 1997, people were not as sensitive about certain things, and <laughs> we are in a much better time for that now. Um, but it does mean that yeah, those things, even though it's a game I really really like, I can admit, ooh, it, it's a bit a bit not great yeah um, but apparently they've just handled it really well so it's not impossible to like take because I, yeah. I i half expected them to just remove the wall market entirely from the remake yeah i thought they would it. too because that was pretty fucking dicey mm. but no they seem to have just gone oh yeah mm. cloud's in a dress but that's not funny it's just him it's 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 because he's not used to being glamorous or whatever. I mean, at least from what I've seen, I haven't seen yeah. the full thing, so yeah, I can't, I've, I've I can't fully be like. Yeah. He's done quite well. Mm. But yeah, it, um, so it's not impossible. It's, no, it's, it's the only point I've got to make is honestly, that they could do it, yeah. especially like like modern days. I don't think they'd stick with that, which is probably why they've done like they've just ignored it mm. because it's probably going to be way easier. To not have to ride around some serious fucking insensitivity. Either that or Capcom just realised that they had already re-released Resident Evil 4 on every system already. So uh, they physically <laughs> so like, oh, we can't release it again. We need to remake it so we can release it on every system again. <laughs> it's the Skyrim effect sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, that's all I've been up to. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess that means that we go to the email questions. Ah, yes. Email Draw questions. Bring uh, out the email questions. So if uh, for next time uh, you wish to send in an email to us, uh, what what email address should that be sent to, Snipe? Fuck you. <laughs> Only drummermat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. Good. Yes. So, Good. and people, uh, did people send in questions specifically for this, uh, the live episode? No. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, a few people said, good luck. Oh, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> we needed it, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so we have a few questions. I printed them off because I wasn't quite sure that if I alt-tabbed out to the thing, we'd lose my video, so I have actual paper prop. <laughs> yep, cool. Paper plop. Paper plop. <laughs> you pick s- the best person to read things because I can't read, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Either that you're currently going through some kind of stroke... <laughs> yep, no, everything is fine. Everything, everything is, is fine. fine. So, first up, Wiley. Uh, my homebrew and chat. My homebrew. See, we can't even edit out my cock up. Damn it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> People will know how long it takes for me to read each one now. My homebrew chapter, The Sacred Dawn, which, as an aside, is the name is being workshopped, so any recommendations are welcome. It's mm. um, a good name. A also. chapter heavily inspired by North African and ancient Egyptian culture. Tradition okay. and general theming. Um, so, yeah, they, they find that the majority of the 41st millennium seems to be full of a surprising amount of white dudes. Yeah. So thought they'd try and, you know, build off that a bit. Yeah, cool. So 
any recommendations on painting those sort of skin tones in a more accurate, realistic way, as well as any conversion parts or heads that might be a bit closer to what they're after, rather than just, you know, generic white dude head? Yeah, um, I'm not sure for... Um... If if you were asking for uh, female marine heads, and I can tell you because I've got some from uh, statuesque miniatures, but I'm not actually sure for um, male heads, mm. uh, for just regular space marine heads. I'm not sure where the best place to uh, look for them is, really. Um, as regards um, skin tone, it, it's I found, because um, I've been trying to like diversify the skin tone in my marine chapter, yeah. just because it's more interesting, if nothing else. I mean... Like, for like the most, uh, just and it also makes a very particular kind of person angry for some fucking reason. <laughs> I did get someone, uh, someone who who wrote a comment and then deleted it. So uh, good. So it, because <laughs> Feel you shame because YouTube is broken, it showed me the comment even when when it was deleted, and then I can just <laughs> never find where it is anymore because it had been deleted. But it still occasionally <laughs> tells me. Oh, by the way, someone said this racist thing. Uh, well, but they were basically going, oh, you hate your race. It's like, what, because I decided to paint some uh. miniatures in a skin colour other than my own? Do you um, do realise that if anyone who isn't white exists, then we just get murdered it's weird. instantly? Wait, fucking what? It's so bizarre. Anyway, but anyway moving um, on. But I, I found um, just, uh, it's really just a case of experiment. Um, I, I found that... Um, like, oh shit, what's it? Oh, I'm terrible at remembering the current um, paint line. Oh, I don't fucking know. Um, but there's some really nice, like, like skin tones knocking around. Um, and don't be afraid to, like, experiment with different ones. Because at the end of the day, human skin tone comes in so many different shades and, and varieties. Mm. I will say as well, um, coming at it from a makeup point of view, um, <laughs> golds are very good for a darker skin tone. Or, like, yellow kind of thing for highlighting. Mm. So if you're using if you're highlighting on like dark skin, mm. you use gold instead of silver because it's a warm color I'm, and it fits well with the skin tone. I'm not sure how well that will work at miniature scale. No, I'm, though, I'm just saying yes. like kind of you know like more kind of rich like yellow mm. tones, whereas like yeah. silver or like that like like a gray or something or like a pale. If you put like um, if you take like a bit of brown paint and then put some white in it, it will probably look a little bit washed out. So you might want to put some orange in there to warm up the complexion, mm. is what mm. I'm saying. Like, um, like put like mix with reds, oranges, bit of yellow, just to give it a bit more depth. Because if you if you um, uh, if you lighten the paint like you would with a light complexion, it'll look washed out. Yeah, I've had, I've, when I've been mm. trying to do it, it's it's a whole new skill set. Uh, it like, is because you're just not used to yeah. if you're not used to doing it then. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, not really that much that much advice, but just, you know, good luck to the person because, yeah, it's, it's something which I've had to slowly learn to do myself. Mm. Okay. And if, if I could remember paint names, I could probably be more helpful. <laughs> Ain't that always the nah. way? Nah, it's mm. fine. Um, next up, Rohan. Uh, my question is about 40k video games and specifically about the concept of a Space Marine sequel. So if it were to get a sequel, what would you guys want to see in, in it? I would like to see Space Marine Wee Wees. <laughs> okay. No. Good. Um, honestly, I think I would like to see... It'd just be nice to play as like Titus trying desperately to avoid the Inquisition 
because he like you know gets told off for apparently doing a heresy mm. and basically him just out of his armor in like a cloak standing like two feet taller than anyone else trying to pretend that he's not a space marine <laughs> and he's just like oh i am here to purchase some of your your bread and they're like if I remember rightly, there's a bit of that this in one of the. Um, there's a bit of that in the novel Legion of like Marines really? trying to be a bit a bit <laughs> undercover. Like, what ho! The Emperor is great. May I buy a fish? It's like, uh, yeah, that that'll be like two crowns. It's like, ah, oh, yes, Actually, money. I know what that is. <laughs> Let me look for it in my human pouches. Um. It would be so fucking funny. There, there has been, because uh, I mean, there was talk um, from I think it was the director of the game talking about where where the series was originally planned to go because it was originally planned to be like a trilogy, I think. A and quadrilogy. It, and it was going to be um, him event him sort of dealing with the Inquisition and eventually setting up his own Space Marine chapter, which canonically okay. is a bit hazy. But who gives a shit? I mean, who okay, cares? It's a video game. Um, yeah. Like if they could, if you. Basically, I'm okay with law being shattered if you're telling a good story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Honestly, yeah. that would be that would be cool. Um, and it uh, like that sort of thing could have been interesting. Like, I personally would have preferred if we'd have got uh, what well, I think I would have liked it if it had made it into more of an like an anthology series. What? Like, so, so, like you play as someone else in the perspective of the events. No, 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 no. Where it is different stories, but using the same mechanics. So, oh, okay, that would have okay. been cool. Like so the one we, we mentioned it years and years ago of, of to have a space a game using space marines mechanics, but like a space wolf, and like you start off doing the um, uh, the trials, the aspirants challenge. Yeah. Okay, I would love that. That would be really, really, really cool. I've spoke many times mm. about how I'm like, I want a space wolf game. It's basically space marine, but it's in the snow and it starts off with the immigrant song. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, okay, that's that's like ideal. Basically, yeah. Basically, that's like Warhammer, Warhammer forty thousand through the lens of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> There's no part about that. that I, I say that as a joke, yeah. but one hundred percent, I want that. <laughs> I just want, yeah. I just want Taika Waititi to fucking direct a space marine game. <laughs> But no, I think that, that I personally think that would be an interesting way to go. Because um, I mean, as cool as it would be to see more of that particular story, and obviously the way Space Marine ends is a bit sort of like oh, it's it's no. open ended and a bit of a bit of a sad ending. Um, but I, I think it would have been that would be a fun way to do it because then you can see the different types of Space Marines and it gives you ways to explore different things. Like, um, I mean, hell, you could even do something like show from the perspective of something like a flesh terror, or even go as far as like Marines Malevolent, you know, and mm. sort of and sort of have a and have a Marine sort of doing it as the wow, we're doing some fucked up shit, and maybe have the tension come from that of them being like, uh, wow, this maybe we need to pull back a bit from <laughs> here, you know. I have an idea. So I like the idea of like um, the whole oh Titus forming his own kind of chapter or whatever, even if it's a bit law weird, but. It would be cool if, like, he basically goes down kind of like the Legion of the Damned kind of thing. Where he's, like, he's still loyal, but he isn't accepted by the Imperium. So, you so mean... like, he basically, like, like, and maybe there's, like, a certain thing of, like, him trying not to go too chaosy Because the Chaos Gods that are waiting more, for uh, him. A, a better comparison would be, like, I think it's the Soul Drinkers? Um, yeah, sure, yeah. Because um, they, were, they were a bit more like that... Um... Rather than, uh, yeah, Legion of Damned. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, basically him and, like, basically a bunch of other, like, ragtag crew mm. just trying to, like, 
basically they're fighting for the right reasons. Well, as right as the Imperium, <laughs> can be. they're fighting for humanity. <laughs> they're fighting for is... humanity, and like it's just about dodging the the Inquisition. And like it'd be really cool if he had like like a mechanic or like you could put a squat in there, and the squats like. Yeah, like some of your implants are malfunctioning or fucking whatever. Or maybe he's got like a, a robotic leg we didn't see. And it's just like, it's just that kind of thing where you still get like, you still get like a lot of the action, but it's mm. a lot more narrative and it's a lot more kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, just, just, the, just the idea of doing something that's... And then kind of like, you could see him kind of like, maybe you could branch it off like Dawn of War 3 did, where it's like, if you do certain things that makes you that puts you in the danger zone to be corrupted by mm. by the forces of chaos, or if you go a certain way, then you can just keep going on your way. And the emperor's yeah. like, "Hey, I like you, so I'm just gonna make you have a big bum." Or something. Honestly, I, don't I, know. I do really like the idea of having a whole thing of um, of a faction that is that is a like a human faction or and but is not on the side of the imperium this like is like they, a neutral kind of like faction. actually like partially i think it's partially because one of my many armies that i'd love to make one day is a space marine chapter that is not that is not chaos but not loyal to the imperium yeah mm. like i've always kind of wanted to do that of the of the wow the imperium's kind of fascist and like but I, you know <laughs> humans still need to be we still need to protect them most <laughs> half the time from the Imperium, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, it's never going to happen. But that, so. that'll probably never happen in a video game because that's something that's barely... that's touched upon in some novels and things, but yeah. um, but not like... They don't touch upon it super hard in main canon, so, I, so that's probably never going to happen because... Yeah, um, but... Ah. Well, that's... that's yeah. yeah, there we go. Do you have any thoughts, Matthew? I like anything with Taika Waititi, so I'm <laughs> circling back, circling back to this Space Wolf game. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's a really good idea. Yeah, we'll do no, that I, I do like that though. Like rather than carrying on with the same character, we will just be with the same mechanics and the same engine or whatever, but tell a different story with a different main character and things. Yeah, I, I like that I idea. I think that would be mm. really cool. Yeah. Okie dokie. Next up, Aurora. The Codex compliant video on weird stuff from Rogue Trader has inspired me to make a little Sisters of Purification army. But I've hit a snag. I can't oh, decide what legion they're succeeding. Oh. My current thought is that they should be uh, be Dark Angel successors, but the line is the worst loyalist Primarch. <laughs> I'd be very grateful if you guys could weigh in on the issue. Well, I mean, you spelled Ross wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we don't actually have... So um, if you're not, not familiar, uh, Little Sisters of Purification were a chapter that was made up by Game Designers Workshop for their magazine challenge. It wasn't licensed. Uh, we inaccurately in the video stated it was a British company. I don't know where we got that from. It's actually an American company um, that made it. Um, consider this our official correction. <laughs> um, but you don't actually get that much on their law beyond them all being female. So you can sort of go with whatever you want. All we know is that they have top knots. Um, uh, I mean, you have very silly hair. So I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess maybe you could you could maybe go like white scars because they're 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 a bit more in the top notch. If you want to go that'd for a loyalist cool. chapter, yeah, no, that'd be really cool. Like obviously, this is like really vague because we're given so little to work on. Mm. Um, there's obviously the whole you know sisters of Pur- purification. Um, you could go for one of the more knightly ones. So yeah, like dark angels does work, and especially their color scheme would fit really. Uh, really easily but um 
But I think because there is so little, you could justify whatever you wanted to do. Even the fact that they are that ones we see are all beakies because it was just that era. You could, and they're black. You could justify them being a Raven Guard spin-off for that reason. Like I think that's the thing. You just have to kind of pick what you want to kind of something you want to harp on um, because you can you can make them however you want. You can do whatever you want with them um, because they are up for interpretation because we were given so little on them. So. I, I think that that is is good <laughs> as, as a response, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Sure. sure, good answer. All right, James, my question. As a fellow lover of Space Crusade, both the board game <laughs> and the video game, I'd like to know what your favourite mission is and whether you ever tried playing through a full campaign. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we never did. Uh, we just played random, random ones when we played it because we, until recently, didn't actually own a copy. Um, so we had to go to a board game cafe, and quite often we'd be going with like different people to say, "Hey, Space Crusade's really good, yo." Uh, so we'd just play like the basic, basic mission. Mm. Um, now, um, Matt here uh, did um, did get us a copy mm. of it um, that you found in a charity shop, wasn't it? No, no, uh, it was in a, it was in a um, game shop. Oh, like a, okay, shit. Um, a hobby shop thing that sold board games and also forty k and Warhammer stuff and and things. Yeah, um, cool. But um, but yeah, so you, you you gave us a copy. It was missing a lot of like the it actual was, models. Yeah, but, it was um, sold relatively cheap because well, no, not that it was sold cheap because it was missing quite a lot of stuff and they weren't quite. It did have some bits in it, and they were like, <laughs> I got it down to the till, and they said. I, was, I can't remember what I paid for. It was like 20 quid or something, which isn't it's much nothing. compared to what the, what the full ones go for. And he was looking through it. He was like, he looked it out and looked at the price of the box and was like, this this is a good price for this. He's like, hang on. <laughs> no, for that much, slammed it, the money for down and fucking legged it. Yeah. But he's like, for that much, you can't have, because it had the dreadnought in it. He's like, you can't have this and you can't have this and started like taking bits off out, <laughs> out of it. It was like, you know, if you want that, it's going to cost more. I was like, okay, well, how much can I still get for the same price? And it ends up still being quite a good deal. Yeah. And you have a lot of the models from other sources anyway. So yeah. it came, I think it came with most of the tokens and board. And it things. basically came with everything we right. needed beyond um, a lot of the the models. But yeah. we have we either have the, them anyway, or we have modern equivalents of them. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, someone is very, very kindly sending us uh, the Space Crusade Dreadnought at the moment, anyway. So we'll actually oh. have we'll actually have the Dreadnought, which was like the Excellent. one part that we didn't have that we Excellent. didn't have a good proxy for. So, um, but yeah, um, so we've not played that many, and uh, I don't remember the names of them. Uh, in all honesty, I just genuinely really like just how Space Crusade plays. It's just a nice simple little little game crazy unbalanced if you're not playing with a full amount of players but it's um, <laughs> yeah but yeah it's just it's a cool little game um yeah i can't really give much more i don't do you remember the names of any of the actual missions <laughs> no no <laughs> i can't remember my own fucking name <laughs> good. good i like that I liked the ones where you punch the dreadnought and then its arms fall off that's good <laughs> this is violence Okie dokie. Next up, Harry. Hello. I almost read that as Henry and got excited about Hoovers, but... <laughs> Harry. Ooh. I've been doing some research on the Rainbow Warriors and find out that on some of the galaxy maps that shows the chapter homeworlds and their respective chapters, the Rainbow Warriors homeworld is there, but where it should say the chapter's name, it says record deleted. 
Mm. Do any of you know what happened to the Rainbow Warriors? And if not, what do you think happened to them? Yep. But it's a secret and I'm not telling you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they uh, are in that kind of hazy realm of rogue trader canon that's sort of canon but sort of not. Um, we've basically had hardly anything on them official. Um, there is another chapter called Death Strike, I believe, who have an identical symbol. It's just, I think it's white, right? It's yellow rather than being white, but it's the same symbol. Um, Sounds a bit shit. Um, but they are, they're something that we haven't really had a lot of information on. Um, a lot of people have taken tiny elements that they have found in canon and sort of decided that they are like um, South American in sort of like theme, like sort of Aztec Mayan sort of vibe going from. So they use like parts from the um, Seraphim sets. Okay. So they have that kind of vibe going. That's But that's entirely like community thing like that's not backed up by canon um but yeah they ju- they're just one of those ones that they just haven't really done anything with since then um sort of like uh i'm trying to think of another good example of like one from that era um because like a lot of the ones from that from that era have since had stuff done to them by forge or like mantis warriors or um Kasharidans, things like that um but yeah just that hasn't really happened with the rainbow warriors Possibly because they don't want to talk about the fact that it's uh, based off a boat that sank, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was possibly sank by a government. Uh, it was a Greenpeace boat. So it's actually a, a quite... It's one of the most hard... It's po- spicy! Ca- one of the most hard political things they've named something after. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay, dokie. Octavian. Why do you guys hate Battenberg so much? I quite like it, and I've even gone so far as to dabble in the dark arts of making my own. I can only hope that I'm not... heretic in our presence. I can only hope that I'm not hunted and burnt at the stake for this, and I'm now barricading my house as a precaution. (laughs) There is no question. Okay. Um, No, there is a question. No, it's why do you hate Battenberg so much? If you... Battenberg is shit... For so many reasons, but let me just list a few. Uh, it's shit, it's dog shit garbage, everyone hates it, it has no friends, it's fucking stupid. It has no future. It has no future. <laughs> and it has no past. It, it has no past. It is just a fucky piece of butt. It Marzipan is like, it's literally French blue tack that they tricked us into eating. <laughs> okay, I want to see you working can here. confirm. <laughs> Dramat's lived in the French for like three, <laughs> four years. Great. The French trench. If if people like Battenberg, that is fine. No, uh, it's not. We no, it is not. No, Battenberg is the worst, and it needs to be scrubbed from humanity if we are ever to be good people. And it's literally sugary French blue tack over shitty sponge, and it's terrible. Right. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on. I'm going yeah, to move on. Yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to get out a nuanced Battenberg take here. Well, no, because there's no take apart from it is fucking garbage. <laughs> Orion Falcus. I've taken this enforced social distancing as an opportunity to finally try Dungeons and Dragons, which I can definitely recommend for yeah, people uh, who are uh, I, know, I know quite a few people have because it's, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep, yep, um, yep. Now we're playing a Goliath Berserker in an online <laughs> game run by a friend. Although I've spent many years immersed in the Warhammer worlds, this will be my first experience of a pen and paper RPG in an unfamiliar setting. 
Do you have any tips and or tricks from your extensive adventures? What, for role-playing or playing the game, hitting things? General tips or tricks? Um, I will say that I'm not saying that anyone would do this, but I remember when I first got into role-playing, I did this where my characters were all-knowing and super good at picking stuff up (laughs) and being really clever. Mm. That's really boring. And also, don't worry about min-maxing your character, because if they have a weakness, say, like, Oh, their like intelligence is five. Make that a part of your character. That like the best stories come from shit like that. Yeah, I, I like that advice. It's really mm. hard when you make your first few characters to not make them really good, mm. and to not really it... try and make them the best, coolest mm. dude. Yeah, and like like honestly, there are like online flaw generators, F L A W, where you can generate like three random character flaws: laminate, carpet, yeah, <laughs> linoleum. <laughs> That's that's basically Nathan's personality. (laughs) He's just horny linoleum and that's it. He's like, step on me! (laughs) Rub me with a broom. I feel like you might be getting a bit off track here. No, I'm not. But yeah, like, characters who have flaws, that's what makes them interesting. Mm. And also, like, Mm. you know, like, you won't 100% get your character's character down in the first few sessions. Like, you'll notice your character develops. You'll notice your character will be like, oh yeah, for some reason they just don't like this. Or, yeah, they hate it when someone calls them this. Or something like that. Like, that kind of thing will start developing through gameplay. And it's really fun. And just go with it. What I will say as a more mechanical recommendation... Hit everything. ...is if you're playing it online... Now, this obviously depends on your group... Um, I personally vastly prefer when everyone, like, and this only really applies if you're in a group of people you know and that you can trust. Um, mm. but I, I to, honestly don't, I wouldn't want to play well, a, yeah. a role play game with, without not knowing everyone. Well, yeah, but lots of people do. Um, so, you know, um, but if you, if you do trust the group you're in, then roll your dice physically because mm. I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> but that, that feels so much more like visceral and better than yeah. it feels more just just using a using a generator that rolls like i yeah. do understand if you're in a group of people you don't know and you're not 100 percent sure if you're with any people that might fudge it then fair enough use it because it's like open and clear but like but yeah um i personally prefer to roll them physically also it means that you can collect a vast amount of dice <laughs> like yeah i am the dice goblin of the group <laughs> we all we all have little bits of it but I have the most because yes. I am. I have no impulse control. When well, comes... I do when he's sitting here, but he can't watch me all the time. Sometimes I have to sleep, and that's when dice get ordered. That's when the dice get purchased. <laughs> Fuck rent! I'm getting these. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's like I guess that's the best kind of advice. Like, also, just have fun. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, don't take it yeah. too seriously. Have fun. Also. Try and figure out what your other players want, because if like everyone else is super into like role play and you don't want to do that, then you've got to kind of yeah, you've yeah. got to meet each other halfway. And also, if if, yeah. a, if a person's doing something you don't like, take them to the side and just be like, "Hey, that's not okay," or "This makes me a bit uncomfortable." And just communication is key. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Just yeah. like, just so everyone gets what they want out mm. of it, because it's a collaborative, it's collaborative storytelling. Yeah, and, it's multiplayer. Yeah. Multiplayer. <laughs> it's a multiplayer book. It's, it's a multiplayer book. Yeah. Um, multiplayer choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah. and apart from the choices of 
infinite, basically. Yeah. If you... <laughs> see, I know, like, we have both DM'd, and <laughs> I know that I am the problem player in our group when you DM. <laughs> because Nathan nah. is a coward and never wants to do anything that you want him to, because he's a shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, if, if the DM fucking wraps you on the nose with a rolled up newspaper, take the hint. Don't be like me. Um, Ryan also said, um, you may be also interested to know that the Grot Cutter model is based on a real sport known as land sailing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure I've seen a bunch of them because I used to go on holiday to the Isle of Wight and... uh, There's nothing else to do there. There's nothing else to do there. So I'm pretty (laughs) sure people used to do that there. Didn't you just watch chunks of the uh, island fall into the sea? Yeah, I don't know if I've told this on the uh, podcast before, but there is a um, there was I, there was I don't know if it's still there a theme park on the Isle of Wight, which it, for people that don't live in the UK, uh, it is a tiny tiny island that has been trapped in the 1950s, basically <laughs> since then. Um, I I, pre- I presume they aged up to that point. I don't know. I, I feel like in the 50s it was probably the 20s. Yeah, possibly. It's not always been. Um, but it's a it's a tiny little island off the south coast. It's like just a bit off like Portsmouth. You get rock from there. Um, Not like ground like sedimentary rock, but like the English have these pain tubes that taste like peppermint or like you've just licked the arsehole of someone who's had licorice shits and they call it rock. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, I'll bring you some rock. And it's you're like, why do you hate like, my teeth, Brenda? <laughs> sort of like candy canes, I think. It's like candy yeah. canes, but it uh, sucks. Weirder, and they have writing in them for some reason. Yeah, they have writing in them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, you can buy that from most seaside places in, in the UK. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's this little island, and I used to go there quite a bit. Um, and, they, and because it's a place that suffers quite badly from like erosion on the coastline, there was a theme park called Black Gang Chine, possibly racist have not looked into the that etymology sounds, of it even if it's not it sounds super fucking racist i know nothing about where the name comes from so maybe it's fine but i just saying it out loud now i'm like oh yeah actually that's probably bad um but anyway um and it was just a little th- it was a little theme park uh, nothing nothing grand um but the last time i went uh, which was many years ago now like half of the theme park had just fallen into the ocean. Like you look down off a ridge and look down into like this like play area which had like dinosaurs in it, and like half of them were just hanging half off, like oh. just into the, you know falling into the ocean because they can't go and get them because the whole place is falling apart. Oh I've heard it's I've heard it's actually <laughs> not so bad now. Like it it's nowhere near as much of it has fallen away. But yeah, it's <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, but yes, I'm pretty sure I saw people doing that uh, that light land sailing thing on the beaches on the island. So Isle of basically, the moral of the story is: keep your dinosaurs close. You never know when they're going to fall into the ocean. Yes, that is that is definitely the thing. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> they're pretending, right? It's all they're pretending. Them. Yeah, the dinosaurs yeah. are fine. Dinosaurs are fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because those um, things will be made out of real dinosaurs, mm. though. <laughs> yep. All right. Next up, Kai. Um, first off, they just quickly, and we'll breeze past this one, is because they will say, Wib, can you please showcase your Grot Rebellion? I don't care if they're not painted. Uh, well, um, you if go. you're watching on the video version uh, behind me, you can just see the outline of my Dakajet. Um, and also, so, if you, you know, move this side, you'll go. see uh, Lord George, who's way more important. Who is a, yeah. a large, cuddly toy. He's a large um, chicken. I am going to be, at some point in the near future, uh, making a video just showing them off, um, because just some yeah. extra content for the channel in the time of everything being bad. But... 
Yeah. I've currently got my painting log to make and the new Codex compliant, which is going to be the longest one we've ever done, is currently in the editing process. And oh and my you god, are it's... stressing the fuck out. So everyone, be nice to Whip. He's very um, hardworking. And so that's unfortunately not going to be coming out this month because it's just physically not the time to finish it. Um, <laughs> because that combined with the general malaise of being an, a human who exists in the world right now is not a good uh, mixture. But I've managed to break out of that and, and doing the, the hard editing bits now. So. Good, yeah, uh, but it will be, they will be shown off. Yes. Um, their question is, um, what were your biggest conversions and how did you do them? Um, it depends how you want to quantify it. In terms of like, you made a, uh, a war boss out of like sprue, a an orc head, <laughs> yes. and like plaster card. I have. I that have, was astounding. I have made quite a few models that are made from just bits um a like cyborg war boss and big mech with shock attack gun were made from just a few spare parts and sprue plastic card just whatever i had lying around um probably the one of the more elaborate jobs i've done uh recently is that i've recently put together a squad of looters um, that because I'm making it for a Grot Rebellion force, I don't want to use actual orcs. So I made them all being little mounted guns, like these randomly assembled mm-hmm. guns on um, little chassis of like little tracked chassis. Um, so they're all remote controlled. And then I have a spanner in there who's like a cyborg Grot, um, who's got like little control, a little control panel in front of him and little levers. And he's the one remote controlling <laughs> all of these and just to make that, um, and those are made out of just whatever guns I had like, to hand sort of cobble together on, um, f- like, first edition um, land, epic land raider bo- like <laughs> bodies, just sort of with bits stripped off. That's one of the most elaborate that I've done recently, although um, if it's just because of, like, the scale of it, because that was, like, a full squad of, like, nine miniatures... So it's one of the big ones. Although I did also make a run bot, which counts as a big mech that was made from a paint pot and spare parts. So that's a pretty <laughs> big build. In terms hey, of that. it's still it's still Games Workshop stuff. It is, it is. Um, but yeah, I've made I've made a lot of stuff. Like I've not, I don't think I've really done one enormous build before. Um, I've made buggies and things, um, but um, yeah, I've never like sat down and decided, oh, I'm going to make a stomper from scratch. Actually, I know the actual physically biggest was uh, when I made a um, dreadnought, a death dread out of a defiler uh, yeah, that I that had really cool. that I used for exactly one game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually tempted to repurpose that for my Got Rebellion, actually. You totally um, should. Because it just didn't fit with my army. So, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okie dokie. Oh, I'm so used to waiting for the cars to go past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we just sit here like, mm, then you know why. Um, also Matt, who I don't think was called also Matt, but I think they signed off also Matt because there's too many Matts. Yeah. Um, why is everyone called Matt? I mean, like, my name. name's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Um, Sniper's mentioned working on commissions several times. Yes. And I assume they're drawings. But I would be interested in any advice you can give on how to go about becoming a commissioned miniature painter. Um, that's <laughs> I don't a know. really good question, and I and it's got a good answer as well. Um, <laughs> honestly, from like um, Unity Paint stuff, um, he does a lot of commission uh, paintings. He'd be better 
answering this than me, but basically play the Instagram game um, and just put yourself out there, I guess. Yeah, realistically, you just gotta... I mean, I'm cheating a bit with my commission work because I've already made a name for myself. <laughs> I'm infamous already, so... <laughs> Um, I, I think it is one of those things where you you just start off hone your hone your craft and uh, figure out how to do it in a way that you would be comfortable doing it, treating it as a job. Mm. Um, I would say also look at other um, commission mini painters like price lists. Mm. Just see the mm. kind of output they do and kind of like you you've got to be kind of hard with yourself and be like, okay, realistically, what can my output be? Because it is yeah. really easy to, in the beginning, just accept everything and get super burnt out and super stressed mm, and yeah. just, and you don't want to leave mm. customers hanging. And so. there are definitely, uh, you know, it, it depends a lot on uh, the level you want to do because there are people that do commission painting and they put out like golden demon level stuff and you, and that costs a lot and takes a lot of time. But there's also Also people... don't pay attention to eBay when they say professionally painted. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, there's people who do just do simple tabletop-ready commission painting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, find the, the strata that you wish to wish to do. And then, then look yeah. into the people that do that and see and see how they, they do it. Because it's... Like, like all art, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to it. And, um, yeah, all, all we can do is give a vague outline because none of us do it. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. like, good luck to you and good on you for uh, for putting yourself yeah, out yeah. there. That's really impressive. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, Mikkel, <laughs> my question will be the following. Have you ever made a fluffy army? <laughs> well, one time, one time I accidentally <laughs> flocked the entire miniature, so... <laughs> Um, I think a question that's uh, related to this is, um, what's your favourite fluffy army? Aside from, I guess, the ones that you already have. My favourites are like the old school, like, corn ones, where you would get bonuses for putting them in squads of seven. (laughs) I Mm. love that stuff. And it's just not really a thing anymore. Mm. But I just, yeah, I... Like, honestly, I just, I want a cornate army so bad. But the corn (laughs) berserkers just are shit. I mean, we've got the Cornate Sisters we're slowly working on. Yeah, but I want Cornate Marines as well. <laughs> mm. But um, I don't want the Corn Berserkers now because they're shit. <laughs> and, and the, the Forge Awards are really expensive. Oh, one day. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love that old kind of stuff. But otherwise, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it depends on what, um, on like, whether you mean whether they mean fluffy as in adheres to established canon, or, or whether fluffy they mean... as in they're all wearing feather boas, <laughs> as mm. in as which in, would be rad as shit. As in you've created something and you have a lot of backstory for them. Mm. Like my my rebel grots, I I do have like an idea of like story behind them. I have like canon behind my space marine chapter. You know, I have yeah. canon behind my dreadnoughts. Yeah, because in. Well, th- no, I don't. They're space wolves. And they, and they're they space, space wolves. wolves, and they're my baby ducklings, <laughs> and um, I love them. And then if they fall down a drain, I would attack policemen <laughs> any time they tried to come near my my babies. <laughs> I would just be fighting the police in the street, being like, "Nah." I will tell. I will tell you what. Like when it comes to forty k, I don't know why. I'm like a real big fan of just doing whatever. But if you were making a Horus Heresy. Um, army. If I was to make one of those, that's when I'd get super anal about it. Like everything would have the exact right, um, like iconography on it. 
everything would be in the you know the like the right squads like try and like theme everything around how that army actually is supposed to fight and then you put them in your bum Mm. I don't know if I would, unless it was a Death Guard army. But you're getting really anal about it. Yeah, and I, it's it's okay. I get, I get the joke. Because the bum bum. I get I get it. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. Um, but that's that. Yeah, I, I would probably go for, go for that um, if I was going to like that. That's where I would be more that. But um, yeah, in reality, I've never really done one where I've like really rigidly stuck to. Canada. No, but I think there was something in the question which I've apparently not copied down to my like cheat sheet. But there was something about you know in terms of like. I think all of us, and especially you two, choose your army layout based on the models you like and how they go together fluff-wise, rather than what is, like, most optimum. Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair, what we do know, is we pick our models first, then we try and justify yeah. why. We try and figure out how to make them work. Yeah, exactly. There are exceptions, exactly. like, you yeah. know, I'm not... Like, this, there are some things where you look at them and you go, well, that's just a wor- like that's just a worse version. Or in the case of, like my, like, my Grotz being a good example of, like, well, I'd like mech guns... But they cost thirty pounds for one of them, so I'm not having met guns. Um... <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, next up is Kalian or Kalian, and they specifically said at the end of the email how to pronounce it, and I haven't included that <laughs> bit on my sheet. So <laughs> go me. Good work. Um, apologies. I was. I think I was just like, oh yeah, I, that's just how I would pronounce it anyway. So I didn't, and now I've forgotten. Uh, apologies. You are um, a yeah. you are a dumpster fire of it. I thought I was bad. First off, <laughs> how have you been? How have you been as of recent? I do hope you're managing to keep the sanity like I am. Aww. Mm. I, yeah, I've been having you. a bit of a rough um, one, but I've been I've been uh, pouring my uh, my my miserable energy into forcing myself to exercise. So you know what? There is some positivity coming out of it. So thank you very much for asking. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in a, a similar kind of thing. It's like it didn't really the whole. If people listening to this in the future, we're under. Lockdown and quarantine. Yeah, we're under quarantine right now. Right now. Um, oh, I got some face masks the other day because it's really like I just if I'm going to the shops, I want them. Yeah, and it's really cool because I got like a pack of four, and they're washable and reusable, and they've got carbon in them. I've got like mm. a sheet of carbon, so it's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but I yeah, was, I'm it, very pleased with my purchase. It didn't really <laughs> affect me too much, but like over time, it's been like really getting to me about just not being able to like just just be able to like oh i've got a lot of work to do okay i can put that down for like a few hours and i can just go out and go to town have lunch go go get lunch Mm. go even just like i mean me i haven't had a latte in at least two months (laughs) like just just not being able to like go out it it has been hard and like it it has been taking a toll I, I, i went out for a walk today for like an hour i just went out for an hour's walk today and like it was really sad because it was really empty and I was just like, in, like usually what I do is I'll go up, I'll, I'll pack myself a nice tasty lunch and I'll walk up town. Mm. And I'll go and have lunch in in town. And it's just like, my, the whole time I was walking around, it was like, I have nowhere to be. <laughs> and it was, it, I was just like, well, I guess I'll explore this part of the city I've not been to. You know, on the outskirts, of course, I'm not going to the main city because quarantine. <laughs> but yeah, and like, there's still the occasional person... Who, when I walk, I cross the road to get away from, will look really offended. All <laughs> <laughs> this, like, um, like you'll walk like a like through an alleyway, mm. and then like I had this the other day when I went to uh, Sainsbury's, and there was a woman who literally was like started to walk down, old, older lady, and then backed up and stood <laughs> there like, 
like kind of like leaning in, just like smiling at me during like the kind of like you t- might have to describe that smile. You know, like the passing gas smile that white people do. <laughs> you know, the... Yeah, and I, I was like, shit, because I just entered the fucking alley. And I had like 30 kilos of shopping on me. And I'm like, uh, so I'm like tearing ass down this, bu- like, <laughs> like fucking like 50 yards. And she's just like <laughs> leaning in being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then she just went in and it was just like, oh. But then, the, yeah, then there's the, the other people who look really angry at you when you, like, get, like, six feet away. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm not doing this for me. I could be a carrier and I could kill your grandma. And I don't want to mm. do that. Yeah. Okay? That's why I'm wearing masks. It's That's not, why I'm doing all this It's shit. not about our health. It's, it's, it's about <laughs> you and your fucking yeah. mum's health, mate. Don't fucking um, side-eye me. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been difficult. But, you know, um, you got to make the best of it. Um, and try to keep yourself busy. And that's what we've been trying to do. Don't wank too much. You might create calluses. <laughs> yeah. If you're into yeah. that kind of thing, anyway. If you're going to do copious amounts of masturbation during the Which lockdown, I have, I was probably get some, get some lube. That's probably a good idea. Last podcast, I was informed, apparently people who work at home can't work because they're just whacking off all day. <laughs> I think it's one of the things of people that have worked at a, you know, have worked at a location for a long time and, and then suddenly well, go to work. Honestly, if I go into the office and someone's just jacking it at the desk and we were like, bro, could you fucking not? <laughs> so, and I then, was say, are you suggesting that people don't do that at, when they go to work? Like, well, like, on the bus? I don't know. <laughs> I have been on a few Arriva buses. And <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> some weird shit goes down there. I literally caught, like, because I have this thing where I count cameras. Where I'm in a place. Right. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe it's the the um, the ex cat burglar in me. Um, <laughs> where like like oh, no, oh no, you no. and your lies. <laughs> well, <laughs> everything is true, especially the lies. So like I'm sat on the bus and I'm like, there are twelve cameras in here on the first fucking floor on the double deck. I haven't been up to the top because I don't ever want to be on the top because all the stinky pee smell goes to the top. Oh, but the top of the double-decker bus at the front is the best seat. Yeah, it's the best seat. You can protect driving the bus from being really tall. Yeah. Front front seat at the double-decker no, no, at no, the front no, no, on top no, is the no, best seat. No, 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 no. Best what bus seat. What you want on any yeah. bus is, like, three from the back. Like, just nearly over, like, the one in front of the back wheel on the left. No. Just so, you, so you're the first one that's high up so you can look down upon everyone else. No, yeah. sorry. And then there's the that, creepy teenagers okay, behind but, you. That's okay, but top of the bus at the front is that bit better this seat is still so much better no i'm sorry then you have like the music stand where you can put shit as I'm well so, i'm sorry i i will accept uh you know this is just your opinion and everyone is entitled to their opinion but your opinion is just wrong here no and then if somebody <laughs> chucks a fucking smoke grenade in you can get out quicker okay uh, this might be pointing to the fact that you have been on buses with some truly terrifying individuals i mean yeah i guess but like i think my point still stands well okay oh my god on the back from like coming back from boxing there's like always this creepy old guy on on my bus like if i catch that particular bus and he's like 80 years old and he's got like he's got a bald spot which is like fine but he's like he grows he grows out like his mullet at the back really long and then he kind of like gels it up over his bald spot and then curls it back 
So it's like a weird Elvis quiff, but you can tell he's got like no hair on the top of his head. And then he just has these huge sideburns and he sits there in like a leather jacket and like flared dress pants. And he's just like tapping and nodding to music and he's not even listening to music. And anytime I go on there, like... He, he sounds like a very interesting person that you should definitely try and be friends with. I don't with. want to be friends with him because, like, <laughs> like he didn't start doing the music thing until I like until I get on the bus, and then he just stares me down and starts like tapping and like pretending he's listening to Elvis or fucking whatever. And I'm just like, okay, it's just weird. <laughs> and he stinks of like barley. What's that like a herbal kind of smell, but not in a weed I'm way? All, I'm, all, I'm going to be honest. I think you've just found a very. Specific... He's a bus cryptid. Yeah, I was about to say he's a cryptid. Like, <laughs> I don't, he's like I... maybe he's a nice guy, but like he's just yeah, he's just kind yeah. of staring at me on the bus. It's creepy. Don't like it. <laughs> and then there's okay. really cool like programmer guy on the bus. He's awesome. He has a tick where he does like <laughs> he does like jazz hands. Like, while he's, like, because he's, like, swapping back between programming and, like, writing a D&D campaign and talking on Skype with somebody. And then he'll stop, like, sporadically and his God, fingers will just, do when like, I'm on do the that. bus is stare out the goddamn window. I do that, too. <laughs> but then someone will sit next to me and eat wasabi peas and I'll just want to punch him in the fucking molars. That's you know what fair. I mean? I'm just like, do you <laughs> mind, Deborah? Fuck it out of here, so would Elvis you, man would you mind? Me. Would you mind terribly if we moved on from the bus discourse? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, although I do I believe that's why people are here. See, this is what I usually have to cut out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, it's been long enough that I have to say the name again. Kalyan, Kalyan, Kalyan. Mm. Secondly, sorry. I know in the old Wib's Orcs video, Wib made an offhand joke that he's an adult and names his toys. And that Snipe obviously has her darling dreadnought, Luca. Um... But collectively, what do we name? Oh, do we name and give backstories to our favourite models in our army? And if so, what would it be okay to hear some of them? Yes. <laughs> not generally names, though. <laughs> I'm bad with names, so I don't tend to name them. Uh, you I... name them, but not with names. No, I do have. This back... is. <laughs> well, I mean, I have uh, like I have names for like the. Um forces and things but I'm, I'm generally pretty bad at coming up with names for individual characters okay no uh, with a few about exceptions. the names we get it now come up with a backstory uh backstory, Show us backstory okay some boy. quick quick rundowns of some of the stuff uh my uh, eldar that um you may have seen in a couple of videos um are, are basically an exodite force um and rather than have a traditional fighting force as you would expect they just have an overwhelming amount of wraith constructs that basically stand around as if they are statues 99% of the time, but at the moment of anything bad comes, uh, bad happens, they step down from the things and there is just something to do with the the planets thing that means that Wraithbone comes out just looking like stone. So, you know. Wraithstone? So it's kind of Wraithstone, yeah. Um, and that's sort of the general idea behind my, uh, why it's all like Wraithguard and Wraithlords and Wraith Knight, like with just a couple of regular looking um, Eldar sort of backing it up as psychers because there's not many of them, so they want to keep their population kind of safe. So having already dead people, for the most part, dealing with it seems to be a a way of a way of doing that. Uh, my Grot Rebellion's kind of similar story to your regular Grot Rebellion, except it's on a different planet that's snowy, which is why they're snowy, and it also means I can reword them a little bit to have the parts that I'm not that don't work so great. 
Um, and my um, Space Marines, uh, the Argent Wardens, who are a Blood Angels of Cursor chapter, who are a um, fleet-based fleet based chapter that specialises in um, dealing with things away from Imperial supply lines. And they um, have a lot of weird old shit that they've happened to find from old heresy era like weapon stashes that they just happen to find in an area and they've repurposed a lot of it, which is my explanation as to why they have a lot of Rogue Trader bullshit in them <laughs> and why I run a couple of Rogue Trader dreadnoughts that I've started referring to as just a type of battle automata. But if the Mechanicus asks, they're totally dreadnoughts. Shut up. <laughs> um, but yes, stop doing things for chat. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, I was, I thought I was going to sneeze. So I, uh, Crook of the elbow, that's okay. what you've got to do. Ah. Stop stop dancing. Ah. <laughs> stop dancing for them. Sorry. Uh, my dread, like, Luca, everyone knows the story behind Luca. Um, he was just super lucky, and now in every subsequent game, he's really fucking not. <laughs> he's like the first Never thing. Never has a true thing been said. Right? I mean, especially like... by you. <laughs> I mean, shade. That is some serious fucking shade. Okay. I see how it is. Um, but yeah, like, the other ones in my eye kind of, like, have little, like, half-formed bits of story in my head. But, like, mm. like when I finally get an Invictus pattern, Dreadnought, Walker, Leggy... Invictus... Invictus pattern warsuit is, I believe, the proper term. That's, that's the pepper. Uh, they're going to be a lady, and they are going to basically be the herd of my... Like, the, the like, um, like the apothecary, so she's going to have, like, a wolf skull mask a wolf priest like a wolf priest kind of mask um and yeah she's basically the one that herds them yeah she's gonna be the one that herds them uh luca's pretty restrained but i've got like i have ingvar the belligerent (laughs) who it's not a clever name i think he like they tend to earn their names in battle so like Mm. ingvar was called that because basically he kept getting shot at and just didn't fucking care no, I know the actual reason why Thank Ingvar you, because I name. fucking forgot it. Ingvar <laughs> got the name, the belligerent, because he kept falling off his base when you were painting him. <laughs> it's no, well, less that's cool. Better. That's way less cool. What am I thinking of? I might be thinking of Boulder. I think you are thinking of the other one. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have one called Boulder as well. But yeah, Ingvar the belligerent, is he's like the only non-venerable dreadnought in my, in my dreadnought army mm. and he's just a grumpy fucker and i love him <laughs> um it's like i don't like i do have some kind of like my i am priest he um basically he dislikes dreadnoughts a lot and he also likes wolves so he has like a, like a um a retinue of just fenrisian wolves that are really loyal and love him mm. a lot and they're fiercely loyal to him or her i can't remember if i made them a lady I don't know. Some some, some some, of my army are ladies, some of them are not, some of them are others. It is fine. But yeah, so that's that's with um, them, which I haven't found a name for them yet. I think I think my Iron Priest is a lady, actually. Mm. Yeah. So she's got like a bunch of wolves. And she is vicious with the big hammer, if you remember. Yeah, that is a surprisingly dangerous unit. <laughs> she's, she's peak berserker and her pistol is Vicious. Do you have any law for your tyrannids? Yeah. Get little babies and I love them. <laughs> Not yet, actually. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Did you ever come up with any law for your Tau, Matt? 
I mean, Lefty lost his foot in a dramatic rock accident. <laughs> Where he fused um... with the rock. Was he, like, teleported? Like, a, like an, an early attempt at teleporting no, think... by the town. No, they teleported think... his foot into a rock. No, no I think he just stepped think, down really hard. I think, you know, I think, I think he went to kick... He was kicking rocks down the road because he was bored. And then he decided to kick a boulder and his foot fused with it. And his yeah. foot flew, flew the fuck off, but his ankle was just, like... Fused to the boulder, and he was like, "Shit, this is my life now." If yeah. you're if you're wondering, we've it's been brought up a few times in various videos, but Matt, ha- you bought your towel secondhand, and one of them had a conversion. Once yeah. the, the original owner tried to convert a fire warrior to be standing on a rock, but they couldn't quite work out the logistics of that, so they just cut his foot off and replaced it with a rock. <laughs> so, like from like the, lefty the, the best, yeah, half the shin down. Lefty is just rock. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, I, I usually have the two units of fire warriors, and I can manipulate you guys into which ones you shoot because I can say if I don't want you to aim at the left one, I can be like, "Lefty's over there." Yeah, yeah, that's li- like, okay. That well, we're literally, the unit then. that has bit me in the ass so many times. <laughs> no, I don't have much backstory for my. T- they're the most generic towel. They're in like the towel color, and mm. they're the most generic towel because <laughs> I started. I started them years ago, and I'm like. Yeah, before I had even the inkling to want to do that sort of thing. Mm. But I hopefully have a bit more done for my various next planned armies that I keep talking about and not getting back <laughs> to buying. But... You, you, you do have mitigating factors. So. Um, um, how many more next... questions are there just out of interest? Because we've been doing like two and a half uh, one, hours. Two, three. Okay, we'll try and quick fire them okay, so yeah, we can get to chat then. Okay, this one is probably my favourite. Technician Sauro. Hello. My question is... What 40k army slash force do you think you'll be actively working on by episode 150? I hope, I hope by huh. then that yeah. I might have started to collect a Seraphon. Is it Seraphon? You pronounce it Lizardmen army for Age of Sigmar. I'd really like to do that. Ossia Bone Reapers. Because <laughs> they are Skelebone boys and I love that. I'm a goth, I can't help it. Are they the um, school dreadnoughts? They're the ones that are just made of skeleton (laughs) people, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, what about you, Drummer B? By then, so that's about two years away. You just want to be working on any new army. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I want to be be doing my um, not um, Gene Steeler cult. Yeah, that'd be super cool. They're just just humans that, similar to what you were saying with about the... um, your your chapter that's gone off and gone. You know what? The Imperium's a bit fucky. It's similar mm. to that. They're just humans, but they're not part of the Imperium. They're just kind of getting by. So I'm going to do the Gene Stealers, but without any of the actual Gene Stealer models. It's just going to be all the <laughs> yeah. human bits of them. Sounds good. So, no, legit. I, 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 by two years, I'll have started doing that. <laughs> legit. I really, I really, really want to see this. Like mm. it's it sounds like it'd be a really fun army to to fight. Mm. I mean, it's intentionally coming back to choosing a fluffy army over a good army. It's intentionally using a gene stealer cult codex, but then taking out the good models. <laughs> what do you think? I'm making a Grot Rebellion army. That's basically <laughs> like going, okay, what's the worst unit in this codex? Let's build an army around that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, Okie dokie. I say that with the with the Saga of the Beast. I've actually made it so they're actually pretty decent now. <laughs> so nice. It worked out well um, for me in the end. Uh, Saskia. This question links back to one of the other questions, actually. Mm. Hope everything's well. Just wanted to ask Wib a quick question. I've been getting more and more into conversion work for 40k, including doing some scratch building stuff. Does he have any tips on doing that sort of stuff? What are good materials to use, especially for scratch build building? Uh, depends really entirely on what you're doing. Um, if you're making... Um... If you're making stuff that's going to be for... 
like figures like like uh, you want to make aliens or you want to make um you know like change the poses and things or, or just build something from scratch then green stuff's really the 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 only way to go although you can use other things as like brown stuff which if i remember rightly holds an edge better but it's a bit more it's a different to work with i've never used it so i can't honestly say mm. um if you're trying to build vehicles and plastic cards the obvious answer um if you're trying to build like structures behind things then sprues really useful for like bracing things you obviously cut it to size like just the leftover bits of sprue you have when you buy a model um like not knowing the faction, I can't really give too many hints. But if you're talking about like um, my my specialty is is orc stuff or grot in the case that I'm building now, hmm. and and realistically, yeah, um, between plaster card, green stuff, um, and a few a sprue and a few spare parts, you can make pretty much anything you want. Uh, another useful thing is just get just go and buy a pack of paper clips because they're really useful for pinning things in place <laughs> and also for making aerials on things because plastic aerials snap off within mm. a, like a picosecond. So um, <laughs> I always, if I've got a an aerial, I'll nearly always cut it off and replace it with a bit of a paper clip uh, because it's just stronger. So yeah, smart, smart. But yeah, okay. Uh, last question. Yes. So, Zingbo, two-part question. First part, I'm not sure how much we can answer with the super secrets. All three of you have had parts on Alpha Boost uh, productions. Could you talk a bit more about the process of recording lines for his videos? Uh, basically, what Alpha will do is he'll get you into a Discord like group um, with like one or maybe uh, one or two of the other writers. Um... And basically, you'll get the script, and you'll read it off while they're being quiet recording your end, and they'll direct you from there. You see, I didn't do that. The bits that I've done... Yeah, I didn't do that. I just record... <laughs> I, I recorded what? them. What? Am I the only one who's professionally, like... <laughs> I, just had, I, ju- I just was given I was given lines and then just recorded them and then sent them across, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, mine's somewhere in between the two. I, I got on a Discord chat with... With with Alpha, but just him, and then I recorded it my end and sent it back through to them. Mm. I um, guess you know what that's fair that I need more structure. <laughs> I think you're because... both. I think you are both saying the same thing. Well, I just had. Hey, I didn't have any of the other writers or anything. I uh, just okay. Had Alpha. No, yeah. like the few lines I've recorded, like I'll have like maybe like Alpha, maybe one or two other people in there. Mm. To just kind of—I mean, you've helped. You've been one of the people helping as I well. I have been before. an advisor on an episode as well. Yeah. Where, where, where Zegram had to put on an Australian accent. That's what Zegram called it. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, okay, we should probably get in someone who actually has been to Australia and has maybe lived there. Well, like, I corrected a couple of things because they used a couple of like Englishisms, and I was like, nobody in Australia says that. And they were like, shit, really? I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, they're called frogs cheeseburgers. <laughs> no, no, all the stuff I gave. It's uh, honestly, it is uh, it, it, like it's uh, often often a surprisingly professional uh, thing. No, it uh, is incredibly yeah, professional, yeah. and they are amazing to work with. Honestly, yeah, yeah. lovely, lovely Great. folks, lovely folks. Um, second part of the question, uh, on a, in a sillier, unrelated note, so. Small tears in the space-time continuum have opened in your houses. Oh, shit. They connect yeah. through to the desk of Rick Priestley, circa 1987, as he works on Warhammer 40k, Vogue yeah. Trader. About the only thing that can actually pass through these tears are note-sized bits of paper. Oh, I was going to, like, pop a cup of tea through with, like, a little <laughs> note saying, keep up the good work. Yeah. 
Oh. Unexpectedly, you discover you were skilled at forging Brian Amsel's handwriting. So you, <laughs> so you can leave Rick notes from the boss to influence the development of the game. What do you change? I'm, I change. There's a, side, there's a side note here saying, assume that someone else has already left a note saying, hey, Rick, can you just make sure the space marines are clearly described as being both male and female i was gonna say yeah <laughs> because, because they know that's the first place we're going to go with this question mine so. would just be one poster and it would be let them fuck <laughs> i actually honestly the I next don't... one will be also body pillows great idea for merch <laughs> hey hey games workshop at that era they fucking do it they were wild back then they didn't give a fuck let them fuck and keep letting them fuck <laughs> I I don't I don't know what I'd say honestly because like when a lot of the things that I am uh, a little frustrated with about um, Warhammer, quite a lot of it comes from like the later interpretations of that early stuff, like the sort of maybe suggesting that the Imperium being fascist was a good choice, which is sometimes a bit of framing that later stuff has used. But the early stuff doesn't do that. It's just, hey, wow, the Imperium's fucked up. Like, guys, look at this shit. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a weird one. I don't know what I'd actually, like, really insert into it You'd to, like, like, say... like, hey, um... Lightsabers. <laughs> they do kind of have them. No, but, like, keep them in. <laughs> um, or, like, um... Malal needs to remain canon. Don't let, any, don't let anyone copyright that. <laughs> that wasn't there though. Like uh, that. Also, I would have been like copyright Ka- Malal. <laughs> yeah, Ka- chaos wasn't in 40k at that. Well, point. then I would have been like, put chaos in 40k. Credit me, love Snipe. <laughs> credit me. I know it'll take a whole year to do it, but uh... just credit me. It's it's great. But yeah, I think there's a. It's it's an interesting because like yeah, I think a lot of what's um, a, a lot of what's what I would change about 40k is all stuff that came after that initial <gasps> part. Sexy armor for space marines. <laughs> Obviously. He'd just be I, like, I, I, what is, who is sending me these messages? <laughs> and then he'd quit because of the stress of just constantly being told to draw sexy naked space. <laughs> but yeah, I I just, can we have like an explicitly like obviously douchebag character, like a really just horrible character, and they have to be named Ian Watson? Because then when Ian Watson gets involved, he's <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm not getting involved in this. And then yeah, yeah. that happens. Yeah. And he's got to be like basically like um like the shit demon from Dogma. <laughs> like super gross and like full of like dildos or something. <laughs> and Ian Watson will be like shit that is just me. It is the prophecy. <laughs> um but yeah, I yeah, I mean does anyone have anything like seriously what they would actually change like <laughs> Oh no, like I was then? fucking serious. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't really know really cuz like yeah, it's ooh, yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, I mean, if you, if you were to do it, I'd probably say like maybe um, change the the vehicle turning moves because no fucker ever wants to deal with that because that's just the worst. <laughs> no, no, I would have like put that in for like foot troops, put turning circles in for ground units. Oh god! <laughs> and no one would ever play forty k. Because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, as I say, it's it's, it's um, largely uh, most of the issues with it are more what happened yeah. after that point but so. this is a fun question yeah. so we get to talk about like dongers yeah so um with that being the last question question uh, now what we're going to do is um we're going to answer a few questions from the live chat that is currently here now matthew 
I think yeah. is going pick. to is going to select some questions. So if you want yeah. to ask a question, uh, please put it in the uh, in in the chat now. And Don't Matt spam will, it. Yeah, Matt will select a few, just a couple, because we're already running quite late. Yes. Um, and also, apologies, because if I go near the chat to move it, the laptop moves the camera, so the camera might... So if anyone watching and not just listening to the audio, <laughs> it's fine. apologies you've been, in advance. It's fine, you've been mildly out of sync for two hours, so it's... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Nothing we could do about it, so there's no point in telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <cool>. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so if you want to select a, yeah. couple of, a couple of questions, and then we will uh, attempt to answer them. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, do, do, be, do. Uh, not, and if your question doesn't get answered... Uh, follow at Drumblebee <laughs> on Twitter and tell him off. Yeah, because <laughs> if you were in the Venture Bros universe, would you be a hero, villain, or hench? Uh, purple bird, ask that. <laughs> I'd be a villain because the villains in that are just not even really just villains. Nerds. They're just nerds. It's a job. And like the good guys, like fucking Doctor Venture, are just twats. I'd be someone like Molotov cocktees. <laughs> I'd be like. Claw, crane, snake, cobra, <laughs> and then just beat up a bunch of teenagers. It'd be amazing. I I, I want to say so I want to like be grand, but I'd just be a fucking henchman, wouldn't I? I would totally be. A henchman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys could be my henchman. You yeah, can like, like carry me in places, and I'll be like Brock Simpson. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> and he'd fall in love with me because I'd make him piscetti. <laughs> what would you be, Matt? I, I totally henchman. Yeah. yeah, there's no way <laughs> anything else. See, I'm so chaotic and weird. I have to be like a main villain. I'm, I probably would die after the, like my first or second episode, but I'd definitely be one of the big villains. Mm. <laughs> Just for okay, uh, Manimal, Snipe. As someone wanting to get thick, what gymming advice and tips would you suggest for total novice? Um, go with what your body tells you it can cope with. Don't like. Don't be too down on yourself, and don't compare yourself to other people's progress as well. Um, just like try and keep it all round weights. Um, like just keep like do at least three reps. Three like one, two to ten. Rest for like twenty seconds, and then do like that two more times. Like if if you're gonna do that kind of stuff, and if you can't do it, don't do it because you'll hurt yourself. And just, yeah, make sure Someone you eat protein and stay the fuck away from the muscle pit because those protein farts, will, <laughs> they will singe your eyebrows. <laughs> fucking, like, muscle bros. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> also, don't drop weights and don't do curls in the squat rack. <laughs> you just said, uh, don't, don't drop weights and don't do drugs. <laughs> don't, don't do drugs. Don't do curls. <laughs> I mean, like, don't do, like, drugs that will harm you. Be sensible about that. But, yeah, don't do curls in the squat rack. Don't drop your weights. Only, only Put do your fun weights drugs. back. <laughs> only do fun drugs. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's... Okay. Off the top of my head, that's the best yeah. I can. Yeah, I guess I just chime in and say, mm. yeah, don't over-push it and burn out. Yeah. And also, even if you're, like, you're feeling miserable and crappy about it, doing something is better than not doing anything. So, yeah. like, even if it's like, oh, I can't be bothered to go, like, for a run today, go for a walk. Can't do that. Yeah. Do like yeah. a thirty-minute like yoga routine on YouTube or something. It's it's just as long as you're doing something, that's the important thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, brother, not so flappy mouth. Do you guys think you'll do a Codex compliant on Space Crusade? Uh, at some point, uh, I would like to. Yeah. 
We've never talked about it, but I'd absolutely... Well, we're doing it now, apparently. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so I guess the answer is yes, uh, but don't (laughs) hold your breath, because we have the next, like, five or so episodes penciled in. So, Mm. so, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, Hands the Dragon, what does it feel like? This is a somewhat meta question about us, not the thing. How does it feel like to get to podcast 100 and then stream it live for some reason? Terrifying. <laughs> I, I added the for some reason. Cause I, <laughs> okay, because that was like a level of sass I wasn't expecting yeah, yeah, no, from hands. I, I added the for some reason. Yeah. Honestly, it's <laughs> surreal. It's weird. But I mean, it's really nice that people really enjoy listening yeah. to this. And because mm. I enjoy having an excuse to talk to my friends because in adult life, you don't ever get that fucking chance. You have to <laughs> make an opportunity to do it sometimes, and it's it's been a nice way to uh, yeah do that. And just honestly, it is just just cool to like have this thing that's got all the way up to episode 100. It's like a little bit of behind the scenes thing here. Um, so the the template for the little thumbnails that are used on YouTube, um, we there was like a generic one that I made for like the first handful of episodes. I think it was like the first like five episodes or something used that, and then I made a new one, which is basically the one that we've been using ever since. And I intentionally made it so so it would be like okay, so there'll be room for it to get to over a hundred, so I wouldn't have to like resize the numbers <laughs> or anything. And I'm like, is this really going to get to hundred? Probably nah. not, but I'll future proof it. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I did that because I've, I've made it so that yeah, we can. <laughs> have as many as we want and it'll still keep my going. favorite part about the podcast is all the weird shit you put on twitter when it's posted <laughs> yeah I, I feel that no one ever acknowledging that is the best part about it i mean ignore me because <laughs> <laughs> well. yeah to drop the facade slightly i got into this weird habit of whenever <laughs> i would i would post the podcast i would always describe <laughs> it as if it is a lovecraftian entity ripping its way into our world well i mean i'm gonna be honest that's my fault and I don't know, I don't know how I start, why I started doing that. But most of the podcasts, when I post them, I don't say anything about the podcast itself. I just describe it as an entity and that there is one you can listen to now and occasionally use uncomfortable words like moist. Anyway, <laughs> it's um, shit's weird. <laughs> um, Lieutenant Angel. What about a Deathwing style guardsman game or a Battlefield One type game for the Death Corps, just to amplify the difficulty? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think I um, like effectively um, making something that would um, pull away from the invulnerable nature of Space Marines is, I think, often quite a good thing. It's one of the mm. things that, um, like, because uh, Fire Warrior was kind of like that kind of mold. It's just it was a, an older iteration of like the standard shooter. Um, so it was nowhere near as polished and a bit frustrating. Yeah, well, it was just the things of the time. And to to be perfectly honest, I'd rather play Fire Warrior than a modern military shooter. Um, I, I say that one hundred percent unironically. Fire Warrior yeah. doesn't make me angry to play. So, okay. um, no judgment if you like them. Just they are not for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can see that totally working. It'd be cool. Um, Tom Yule, are there any ska bands that are putting out music at the moment or new stuff? The Scartoon Network. You're really enjoying this. Yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, I have... um... Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The Skints have a newish album. Yes. I'm I'm trying to think of the new ones I was listening to because I was listening to some the other day. Like, I listened to some Catbite. They were pretty good. Um, Call Me Malcolm. 
Um, they okay, were great. Malcolm. I, I can't remember. They're not super new. I think the last thing they put out was a few years ago, but they're pretty good. Um, listen to it. Listen to like a couple of their albums the other week. Uh, really enjoyed them. Um, but there are there are literally hundreds of bands. Of course, uh, you're wearing a t-shirt right now of Last Edition. Who? Oh we're, yeah, Last Edition. We're friends <laughs> with. Um, uh, get your tits. They've out got. They've got. They released the a new single like a week ago. Which is good. Yeah, they are they are lovely, lovely folks, and they make very good uh, ska punk music. They um, do. And uh, again, this is something which you know for listening audience all. And I'm wearing a Streetlight Manifesto shirt, who are not a new band, but they've been around for a while now. Oh, they um, they've they've hinted at the, the the fact that they're going to release the video of their recording with an orchestra. Yes, finally. So that um, would be music. It's of of old. old written music but new recordings of yeah so that would count potentially yeah and uh they are my my favorite band of all time uh, yeah and they are they are still playing they're still making stuff uh and they are phenomenal and they are technically a ska band <laughs> yeah <just laughs> although about... people have arguments about that well um, i mean they sort of say they're not sometimes anyway so yeah it's they're a Let's just say they are, I think, they're saying they are a Scar-adjacent band. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easiest way to put it. Um, oh, this one's fun. RNG God. Who would win in a slap fight competition? Doomslayer or Russ? Doomslayer? Doomslayer, I want to say. Yeah, definitely the Doomslayer. My husband would win. I mean, I mean, in reality, I, like, <laughs> I, I do kind of think if you're going to just put it on like scales of how, how their strength is shown canonically, probably Russ. But in my heart, in it's definitely. I want to say Doom Slayer. Do we want to answer one more question? Because I'd really like to end this before we get to three hours, uh, okay. so we can maintain maintain yeah. we've never done one that's yeah. over okay. three hours. But thank you okay, for well, popping I'll, questions. I'll, I'll, I'll do this one, and then I might have a quick look at another one, just because yeah, I, I wanted to ask this one anyway, because okay. okay. I'm interested in the answer. Wib, would you ever do a video about how you go about planning and then doing a conversion or scratch build? He doesn't plan. He just fucking does it. <laughs> He's just, like, like, he's just like hmm, a goose. I'd like to, but it's a lot of work, and my uh, my methodology is a little all over the place. So it would probably be quite hard to like go into it with like a really refined kind <laughs> of plan. It'd probably be like observing my creative process. Um, I would like to do it, and I, obviously I've touched upon it in uh, some of the videos where I've had to custom make things. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to do it. Okay. Uh... Do, 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 do. Okay. Um, Commander Samus, have we played the um, XCOM Chimera Squad yet? No, but no. I know that there's <laughs> I, I lots of people asking me about yeah. snitties, snake titties. Okay. Well, and the follow-up question is, how gay are you for talk like the rest of us? I haven't seen them that much. Yeah, I, I, I saw the quick um, uh, trailer, that's the word that I'm looking for, <laughs> yeah, it, that's, which, that's looked, the which looked pretty good, and I like the XCOM games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've not played this one yet. I've heard it's pretty fun, um, but uh, I ha- not being someone that's played a bunch of um, the mainline XCOM games, uh, it's actually on one of my like next games to play mm. is is to play through XCOM Two, um, or at least play maybe not play the whole thing uh, because I'm bad at video games, but uh, to play <laughs> play a bunch of it at least. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would, uh, and then maybe maybe I'll then have a, have a desire to play uh, play one that is playing with it. You know, playing with the ideas. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, is that the last, uh, the last one then? Or do you want to do one more? We've got two minutes. It's like, okay. Right. Uh, da, 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 da. On the spot. Lots of questions about snexy snizby and sniggies and snakes and snacks and snitties and I don't even. 
Um, ah, well, remake of Fire Warrior. Yes, that'd be fun. I yeah, liked yeah. Fire Warrior. Uh, I feel like I'm on the spot here. But you have used 30 seconds of the two minutes. I have. I have. How does one get in a band? Forming a band is very much like forming a D&D party. You show up to someone's house with like your apparatus and go, we're in a band now. And then you do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's... You have to force people <laughs> into it. Because like... Jesus Christ, it is just as hard to get a D&D group. So yeah, you basically go, hey, you play guitar, and they're like, yeah, and they go, okay, we're in a band now. Pretty much. Jam, Pretty much. and then they're like, oh, okay, and th- yeah. Also, yeah. you will be tripping the fuck over guitarists. Yeah, if you if you become a drummer, or accidentally become a drummer. Or a bassist. You will end up, you will en- yeah, you will end up in bands, because people need you. Yeah. yeah, basically. And now, like, we can't get rid of Drummer Matt. He's basically yeah. family now. He's adopted me. He's my dad. Uh, but if you want to form one and you don't know anyone, uh, don't be uh, don't be too proud to go to a music shop and look at the ads wanted things. Because every people. music shop has like we a thing. we have. That's where we found Dicko. Unfortunately, found, we found Dicko. Our... Did we get our old trumpet player? From yeah, that yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so since I basically I'm just going to give up on the idea of trying to keep this under three hours since we're seven seconds away from that ticking over. Um, <laughs> do you want to ask one more question for good luck then? Um, that means I have to find another one. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. I am good at this. <laughs> Yay. It's okay. It's okay. We believe in you. I mean, I don't, but, you know. Um... No, oh, I lost this one, but I'm not. I'm going to pronounce the name wrong. Kaliko Serg, what do you do to keep your hands still during painting? I hold my breath. Yes, that you gets do. really dangerous really quickly. Yeah, it does because I, <laughs> I the amount of times I've been like <gasps> and gone lightheaded because I've been holding my breath so much. So yeah, yeah. be careful with that tip. It's um, like do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, so um, I do hold my breath. I can de- I can demonstrate this obviously on the camera feed, uh, but to describe what I'm going to do uh, for a listening audience, uh, basically what I do is I like hold the miniature in one hand, and then I the the sure, hand yeah. that I'm painting with, I like rest the um, like the uh, the bottom of my hand on the palm of the hand that I'm holding the model in, so that everything's being held steady. That's how I do it. Hmm. Um, which I assume a lot of people, I think most people do that. But um... I don't. I kind of rest it on my knee and then hold my breath. Don't <laughs> do that. Because the amount of times I've gone really lightheaded or scared the ever-loving bejesus out of... Oh, yeah, because you because I'll be like sitting doing something in the corner and then all of a sudden I'll hear... <gasps> and, like... I, and you'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, what? <laughs> I'll turn around and go, oh, you're painting. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm a, com- I'm, a, I'm a competition winning painter. <laughs> if it works, I should still probably cut down on it because it's not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. I think uh, I stick my tongue out. That helps. <laughs> just just slightly. Just just keeps, thing, keeps you concentrated. Now, how big is your yeah. tongue? That is such a small tongue. Well, you only stick out a little bit because otherwise you accidentally lick the model that you're painting. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you get your genetic material all over it. So I was, I was going to be like... <laughs> like you stick it all the way out like okay like okay people in the chat are asking like the like 
the totally true tales about Dorama and why I've been banned from Ireland and stuff. I think we're going to have to leave that till next time. Send yeah. us an email with that question in it, <laughs> and I'll probably answer at least one of them, much to Wib's dismay. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we've got to the point where um, over time, but I, I'm, I'm going to have a moment of uh, vague sincerity, if that's okay with everybody. Ugh, fine, okay. Right. Okay, I would just like to thank everyone who's come to the, uh, the the live recording of this nonsense. Thank you so much for sticking with us, and thank you everyone for sticking with the podcast in general. It's been a lot of fun to kind of put together. Um, doing a hundred of them is not something that I anticipated <laughs> the like four years ago that we started doing this damn thing. But here we are, um, and we're... Super grateful that you you listen and send in the questions and stuff. That's uh, that, that's really great because like a huge chunk of the podcast became content that you guys have effectively given to us. Like, hey, answer these questions, and we've done, mm. and that's just really cool. Man. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyone else have anything to say before we wrap up? Love you. <laughs> yeah, I feel quite privileged that I've managed to sort of sneak my way into into this whole thing you've got going on with like you just have you've collected nice people on the internet all in one place somehow. And this it's really is lovely. where they all hang out. Yeah. This apparently. is why no it's one else has really nice, nice to, like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's both of your fault that the rest of the internet is just pure trash. Because all mm. the good people are here. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's really nice to to say hi to lots of people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess at this juncture, it is time to say goodbye. And, uh, well, I guess we'll be back for the next podcast, which will not be recorded live, so we can actually edit ourselves <laughs> and so remove all the mistakes. What he means is he can edit. Uh, well, I will. He will tell me what parts of my my bullshit to edit out. <laughs> That also means we can go to the loo mid uh, mid yeah, podcast. Actually, yeah, yeah I drank a whole <laughs> orange juice. One whole drank, orange juice. I drank a whole soy sauce. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. It's bad. But yes, good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.